you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. MAC Powder Kiss Lipstick is matte reinvented. The new matte formula is where matte meets moisture, giving you the zero sign look of a matte lipstick with instant long-term hydration and a weightless cushiony texture. The velvety soft matte colors glide on effortlessly with a wide range of shades that are sure to complement any skin tone. Head to your nearest MAC location to meet your matte today or shop at maccosmetics.com. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as K Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. You need to get straight. You need a therapist. You know what you, you need? You need a therapist. Put that down. Don't blow that smoke in my face. Be a real one for one minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Why? This week, I decided to take it back to basics, right? When we first started this Clip of the Week thing, okay, the point of it was to dig and, as I always say, unearth gems in the most unlikely of places to excavate. This week, we took it back to that. We found a gem in none other than who I like to call Blackest China, (laughs) Tokyo Tony, mother of Black China. Now, first of all, I bet you guys didn't know that Tokyo Tony was a mental health advocate. Now you do because oh you heard God. her telling Black China, you need to get some help. You need a therapist. OK, she does. So that's mental health advocacy. But also, let's pay attention to something that I know you probably didn't even see coming from Tokyo Tony. Compassion. Okay, Mm -hmm. that is the sentiment that I found in that statement, because as you can see, when she was talking to Black China, she told her, be a real woman for one minute. Now, most of y'all might, you know, just, you know, toss that for one minute phrase off to the side as if it's uh, less than, you know, uh, worthy, not of value, but it is because that's the compassion. It's hard to change and make yourself over into a person of fortitude and forthrightness. But that is exactly what she was suggesting to Black China to do. And she said, in fact, do it for one minute. That means, you know, just give it a try. You got to show compassion to people and meet them where they're at and encourage them to do better in baby steps. Okay. Shout out to Tokyo Tony, imparting wisdom as only a mother could do. And she may be a mother... But she's a mother first. Okay. (laughs) So shout out to Tokyo Tony. The hashtag this week is for one minute. Okay. Show compassion. Give people a chance. Offer them help in stages. Meet everybody at the bottom. That being said, and most importantly understood, it's time for this week's QT&As. Questions that need answers. Also questions that niggers. 
My word, not theirs. Are asking. Three questions. Two are related. The first two. Here we go. Oh, God. Is it true that the real reason that off White Walker, on beat dancing anomaly, Adele, Took that pic at the Grammys a couple years ago with her leg out of the slit of that dress, okay? Is the real reason that she did that to let us know that she washed her legs? Is that why she did it? It's question one. No, you can't. Yeah, I remember that leg pic. White Walker. Yeah, she's an <laughs> off white walker designer, baby. Okay. Oh question two, since we're speaking of Adele, is it also true? That she named her first album 19, because that's how old she was when the first black person saw her dry leg ass come out the bathroom and said, you nasty. <laughs> Is that why the album was named 19? Okay. <laughs> and that's when she turned it around and started washing oh them legs. Question three. <laughs> and I know you guys are going to love this one, okay? <laughs> Is it true that at this past week's MTV Movie Awards in sunny Los Angeles, California, when the cast of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta won Best Reality Series and the Jersey Shore cast showed visible kosher saltiness, rapper G. Erbo was standing outside in the smoking area, smoking a cigarette and watching the broadcast and said, hmm, flicked this cigarette to the ground and stomped it at the same time and hit the foot of the young lady next to him when she was stomping her cigarette and then slowly looked up at current own network starlet Bianca Lawson and they both cleared their throats and then walked inside. Is it true? Y'all know G Herbo and Bianca uh, Lawson look alike. No. Thank you so much. I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome all of you to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and most importantly, mental hygiene Okay. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. I know no one else does listening or in this room. Hello, Francesca. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And guess what else I am? What? Done with the QTNAs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank the Lord. It was quick this week, wasn't it? I'm doing better. Someone tweeted that the QTNAs are the most profound part of this podcast. <sighs> that honor city. You feel honored. That's oh my God. Because I'm mad that I low key wonder if Bianca Lawson and Gerbo do look alike. Bianca Lawson and Gerbo do look alike. Dustin, you have a black business for us this week, huh? I sure do. Um, shout out to the home team. This is actually someone that I know from high school. I went to high school with this young lady. Sweet. Her name is Chantel, and she's currently living in Chicago, Illinois, but she's running a very successful uh, hair salon and actually luxury hair company. I know a lot of Work. people wear bundles. You know, everybody knows that some of the best black hair care stylists, okay, and hair care professionals are in the Midwest. So this is coming straight from the source, the I good water, y'all. <laughs> so um, shout out to Chantel Harvey. She actually runs a company called Bundles Luxury Hair Company. Um, it's beauty, cosmetics, and personal care. Um, like I said, it's located in Chicago. The website uh, that you can go to uh, is actually her Instagram, which would be the easiest way for you to contact her and their company um, and actually get a sampling of A, the styles, B, the quality of the hair, things like that. It's kind of mm -hmm. like you got to see it to believe it. So you can visit her Instagram at Bundles Luxury Hair Co., which is short for company. It's just like it sounds. Bundles Luxury Hair Co. on Instagram. Show them some love. Black-owned beauty professionals and uh, black hair care company and black hair company uh, for all your needs. So if y'all want to look good, 
forward and, and pay it forward and backward since it's black owned. <laughs> yeah. This is your your move. Stand Shout up, Chicago. Them. That's really sweet of you to do that for your friend. Yeah, you know, home team, baby. You got to yes. get look what you say kind of system it was, friend. Eco! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Are you guys ready to jump into the recap? Let's oh, do let's it. Let's do it. So, on last week's episode titled Glorification of Busy, we discussed where one finds the time to even learn about themselves and make the important changes we've been discussing in the previous episodes in an era where being as busy as humanly possible is glorified. As always, those of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? I want to give a shout out to Camila. Everybody, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com if you want to give us your notes from last week and all that jazz. She actually had some uh, recommendations towards the end of this, but... The subject is glorification of busy, the title of the episode. And she says, this episode reminds me of the phrase, break the chain. I believe many people come from families and I've, and live in communities that celebrate endless work. And not just nine to five weekday work, but working multiple jobs, tirelessly and with tunnel vision. We get to show off how busy we are, but sooner or later we find out we're not fulfilled or happy. To your point, I believe there's a generation of U.S. citizens waking up from the social construct that we need to work over 40 hours a week with meager vacations until we're 65 years old. As we break this cycle, some people will judge, question, and criticize seemingly unconventional choices, i.e. taking a multi-month vacation. <laughs> I know firsthand, two years ago, I quit a lucrative marketing job at a Fortune 30. I took a two-month sabbatical traveling Africa and Europe before nice. I started nursing school. I just graduated with a master's degree, and while I am excited to start a career in healthcare, I'm prioritizing connection and fun going forward. I truly love this podcast because I believe mental health is fundamental to living a loving and well life. Right. Thank you all for your thoughts and laughter. <laughs> and then she also uh, gave us a couple of book recommendations. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You already know what's going what's going to be already. So, yeah, thank you so much for uh, Camilla for writing us. And she has a 770 phone number. And hey. so, you know, ATL, stand up. But then that's all I have here. What about you, Fran? What did you find in those SoundCloud streets? So live in love. So thank you so much for this. I'm having the stage of my life much younger. I'm only 22. Wow. At 22. 22. And I moved from D.C. to Miami for grad school. I've been working full time and going to school full time. And I have been miserable. Mm. It was recently that I was like, did I move to Miami to be stressed? I haven't even gotten a chance to explore all that Miami has to offer because I've been so busy. So I decided to take a break from school, which forces me to graduate a whole year later. And I feel so bad about it, mind you. But I will be getting my master's at 24 instead of 23 I feel like the worst person ever, but I know I need time to be. This confirmed everything I have been telling my family and friends. Much love. Imagine she feels like the worst person ever for getting a master's at 24. The OA, wow. like that show, the OA, the overachiever. That's what she is. Baby, I you win it. Though. Yeah. You know, it's hard to break out of that programming, like the the uh, email Camilla. that Asante just read. I remember when I was on that podcast, Latina to Latina, and she asked me. Say it again, I friend. I love yes. it when you say it. Say it, friend. No. <laughs> do it for the vine. <laughs> And she asked me if I ever feel guilty with the my like calmer approach to business mm -hmm. uh, when I think of my mom and everything that my mom sacrificed for me to be who I am. And I'm like, my mom loves how much like 
I prioritize myself and my body and my mental health because she's like, I wish that I yes. could have done that. I did that so that you wouldn't have to, yes. not so that you would continue it because my mom is exhausted. She's yeah. just now getting to live. And sometimes I think about that even when we're saving our money, retirement, there's a my mom and I have this convo all the time where she's like, isn't it sad that like we're saving and stacking so that when we're 70, we're good. But it's like, how about what Today. things I want to do now? Like, yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to be here next year. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Right. There's this element of like, uh, wait, you know, save, 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 wait, wait, wait. And I get it. You do have to protect yourself Hurry from when away. you're older. But I think the way that this society is constructed, it doesn't really allow for you to be present. Yeah. You're always worried about the next yeah. move. You know? Until you, oh, and then you be present, but you just be sitting there. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so is it really worth it, friend? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you find in the streets, Justin? <laughs> okay, two quick, short, good ones, right? The first one comes from at Kate Tulin, K-A-I-T, the number two L-Y-N, who said that she needs to be extremely hot for a funeral tomorrow morning at which several personal enemies will be in attendance. What? I thought that was a like tweet of the century. <laughs> so that's what she said. She got to look good at that funeral because yeah. a bunch of her enemies going to be there. Okay, second tweet goes oh to... God. Wow. And, <laughs> that's uh, something I mean, to really think about. So it's like... I, it, it struck a chord with me. Okay. <laughs> At Paid in Film, P-A-I-D-I-N-F-I-L-M, he said, and this is all lowercase, and then the last word is uh, has an uppercase. It'll make sense when I read it. It says, Drake is a rapper and an actor, dot, 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 raptor. Oh, my God. Wow. Tweet of the century. So both of those, I just felt really? like needed okay. the shine. Shout okay. out to y'all for knowing how to send the, the right tweet out. That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's it over here. I'm going to miss Twitter. <laughs> oh, Asante. <laughs> <laughs> You're not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> Alexa, play father, never coming back. <laughs> I mean, you still have the If I Were a Rapper Twitter, that's, which that's in a way it's better to just have a yep. business one. Just talking about music on there, leaving all the other stuff alone. I'd prefer that, yep. honestly. That's, that's what it's going to be, right? Like until Twitter finally says we were being assholes, I'm leaving that account where it is. <laughs> they, they said I can have it back when I delete the tweet, but it was just high hood rat. Like if I was actually trying that day. I could get it. But all I said was, hi, hood rat. To someone that follows me back, we've never had negative interactions. So I'm like, who checks the appeals? Like, is it another system? This doesn't make sense. It's clearly someone that doesn't understand the way that we talk. Well, I already emailed our contacts anyway. And, you know, maybe that something will come of that. But I honestly was like, I'll just leave it if I were a rapper. It might be so. a blessing. It, it Look, you know what we're talking about, about being present. Streamlining, being Listen, present, less so distractions. Less, less tweeting. And more eating. No, I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> it's summertime. Shit, I'm about to be out here. Speaking of summertime, you were partying this weekend, huh? I was. You, I you, you was too. I saw you at everyday. You people. was too. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. Shout out to me. <laughs> 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 yeah, everyday people in Brooklyn. Shout out to Mandy. Shout out to my homegirl Dubs. I had a weekend. And Crystal. Shout out to Crystal for showing up. <laughs> A lot of shit happened that night. I almost got into a fight at the very end. Get like, out of here. Man, oh man. Yo, for you, you now, I'm happy you weren't there now that I think about it. Because me, when it was about to go off, I just walked away. 
Right. But it was about to get really ugly. I was like, I have to walk away because I'm not actually going to do this. He called me fake and it just turned into a whole thing. He was trying to come at Mandy. It was a whole thing. I was who like, is not, who? nobody. And that was why I was like, let me just walk away. I can't, I can't get lost because of a stranger. I can't do that. I can't do that. We just talked about that in the cheat codes episode. Yeah. Yeah. And and when I tell you, Haas must have been right there, like spraying something or waving something. Like, don't you can do hear it. Haas saying, how much of your energy currency do you want to spend on? She astro projected right next to me, friend. <laughs> yeah, but friend, you just said we gotta, we can't just save, save, save. We gotta enjoy ourselves while we're here. <laughs> and so slap yeah, I would have enjoyed that. Ooh, I would have enjoyed that. BS, I had a great weekend. <laughs> friend, I see you was all too now, friend. You know, I just had you on the scroll now. I did. I went to Grits and Biscuits. Yes. Shout out to that. <laughs> Matt, we party. was in the same building at different corners. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I went with Cheska Lee because it's it's her friend's event and I was like yeah 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 I will which you know social summer I'm trying to be out yes so I got cute and a lot of you were there (laughs) a lot of people were there uh, y'all looked surprised to see me and I too was surprised <laughs> to be there so it was a combo but I no I did have fun though it was really cute yeah, it Grits was nice bumping into y'all yeah it was a pretty good party I love the DJ set cause you know I it was Rick actually Ross, the, OT oh, so the performance set yeah that yeah. was fucking lit when um it started off oh Casanova was the first that came out then Partisan Fontaine then OT Partisan was there yeah he was oh, there I must have gotten there back, after backing it up yeah cause um after him was when um OT Genesis came okay. out Okay. And then his set. That's what I pulled up. And when I tell you a set, he was fucking that shit up. <laughs> and I'm pissed that I left right when Rick Ross showed up. A set. Right. So mad that that happened. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great weekend, great event. Can't wait to go to another one. Nice. Are you guys ready to jump into this week's episode? Mm-hmm. Let's start the process. Shall we? <laughs> so we have a special guest, Shambuya. <laughs> I never know with podcasts when you're supposed to like jump out the cake. There's, yeah. no, there's no video, right? Hey, jump out the cake anytime. Okay, Shit, okay. we live for that type of excitement. <laughs> What's up, Shan Booty? What's Hello. up, dude? I'm so sad that our last time together was not recorded. It was such a great conversation. Magical. Do you yes. know that that was, of all our live shows, that was my favorite? And that I was, was an like, amazing show. I thought show. it was going to be recorded. No. I'm like, I'm going to get this afterwards. going to go on my reel. I'm going to send it to Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just for the guests there. No, <laughs> and that was our biggest show. I think yeah, we had yeah. like 600, 700 yeah. people in the audience that night. Half of it was our friends. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great conversation. It stuck in my brain. And I was like, we have to get an episode with Shan. <laughs> Obviously, it took a while because that was like, what, two years ago? Or yeah. Something? That was definitely not two years ago. No. Don't lie on me. It wasn't? It was a year. It was max. a year. Yeah. Yeah, about a year and a half, year, I think. Because it wasn't last year. No, it was the year last before year? last. Right, it was in 2017. Oh, oh, because okay. it's 19. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking 17. I was like, last year. No, yeah. no I'm still I'm in 2018. Yeah. It was a very nice year for me. <laughs> a lot of shit going, going down. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But Shan, you have a book coming out. So you have a book with Harper Collins by the title of Game of Desire, Five Surprising Secrets to Dating with Dominance and Getting What You Want. And it comes out July 23rd, right? It, July 23rd comes out. So I'm pre-order right now. Congratulations. Pre-orders yes. matter. I didn't know that before. Where yeah. can they go to get them? Let's put that out there right now. Anywhere books are sold. Uh, but if you go to thegameofdesire.com slash let's go, then you can submit your proof of purchase in order to get a bunch of free perks from me, ranging from a phone call to a one hour 
um, sit down, also a vibrating necklace. So it's Work. worth it. I have mine to pre-order in mm. advance. Yeah, I brought one more. If anyone, I was, any, you know what's I crazy? Did, I, one more <laughs> I was actually gonna say I have always loved that necklace. It don't serve no purpose for me, but I would love on one. the nutsack. It could be quite nice. <laughs> Come on, it Shannon. could be quite nice. I would like cake. to see it. Yes, you okay. said you had extra You'll, one. I do. You want it right now? Oh, if you got it for me, I believe you. We don't got to do it right now. Okay. Yeah, you can okay. test it out later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we, you know, no, we ain't doing that. I know my chair rotates. She ain't here for that Jesus now. Christ. She ain't here for that now. Come on now. So can you talk to us a little bit about the book? I read the first 15 pages. Yes, friend. I gave you all the research. I was like, Gave me the research. threw it at me. I was like, all right, let me make sure I read it. Because y'all know Shan be breaking shit down. So I read it. Amazing. So you came up with five... What is it like a five like a program five program five yeah. step program to dating mm-hmm. and you have six women. Yes. That were kind of like your study. I love book. this quiz that we're having right now. These are all correct. Thank Do we you. have some chimes I'm in here? So ding, okay. ding, ding, ding. This is all correct. Yeah. So it's both a story of my six month process with women and the ridiculous and wonderful things that happens when six women come together and spend that much time together on that kind of topic. And it's also a self-help book with a bunch of information, tons of psychology, uh, tons of foolishness. Lots of vaginal fluids in there. It's a really yeah. it's an interesting read, if nothing else, I would mm. hope. I'm excited. I've, I mean, you it sucked me in. No pun intended. Good. Uh, Suck it up. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> no, it really did. I was like, I don't oh, know. I actually give a shout out. One of the girls yeah. in the book, Deshaun Samad, is such a fan of this podcast. Oh, oh she knew I was coming on before I did. I feel like she's like, you're on next Monday. Like, you're, you're going to be on the podcast. So she's really, really hype about it. And I think that this is the moment that she realized that I'm somebody. Oh, <laughs> Like, I'm just like her, like, nobody, like a mentor. And like, now I'm like, Listen, no one can gas you like sham booty. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Shout out to Deshaun. Shout out. That's awesome. So where did you meet these women? So I did it. I put out a call out on social media and mm-hmm. LA, like what's your guys' biggest markets? Like in terms of, I'd say LA, New York, Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. for sure. LA is not a strong suit for me for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but, um, I didn't think I would get a big response back. I got an overwhelming response. Um, and so I interviewed 300 women who were Damn. all like, yo, I need something different. Wow. Okay. Like I really want to get into the driver's seat of my love life. I want to figure this out. I want to feel like I can actually get the happily ever after whatever that connotation means to you. Mm-hmm. And so I interviewed 300 and then I found women who I thought would be a perfect fit that were diverse in looks, diverse in issues. Um, diverse in jobs and also diverse in their needs and outcomes. And so some women are queer. Some women were looking for an open relationship. Some people were looking for their long-term lover. Others just wanted to go on a date, period. So mm. it's an it's an wow. interesting mishmash of people. Mm. And I think everyone can find like their person in the book. And I noticed in the book, you mentioned a dating apocalypse. Yes. What's going on? Well, like statistically, <laughs> we're in a dating famine. We're in that famine, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's like 80 mm-hmm. percent. So 80 percent of matches do not lead to a long term relationship. It's like majority of people, of course, we wait longer to get married. Yes. There's a ratio. See in how the, she pointed at me when she said <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, it's me too. Fuck. I'm not going to be an early anything, right? I'm, I'm going to be a late everything in life. And that's, mm-hmm. it's okay. Cheers but, to that. Yes. And, and late, late and lovely. And um, I don't give a damn, but go ahead. <laughs> late. There's more women who are college educated three to one in some cities, four to one. 
And so finding a mate, if you are heterosexual statistically is like, there's a book called Datanomics. It's all about why New York and LA um, and major cities, it's like the numbers are just against you. Damn. You know, sexual assault is rising. Yeah. STIs had a spike in 2017 with chlamydia. Ooh, Syphilis mm-hmm. had a resurgence. And so it's a really tough time to be out there. But just like in t- 2008, when we had the crash, some people, of course, lost everything and yeah. some people thrived in that market. Yeah. There are still going to be people who learn to maneuver within the landscape and still find their dating feast. And so I'm saying Thank people, I know it's shit. <laughs> it's, you're not wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say women are crazy and it's just you and come on, like, just try harder. Yeah. No, I'm going to affirm you. You are not wrong. It's a very tough time out there. But that's the reality. What are you going to do? Complain on Twitter endlessly or find a strategy to work so you're one of the few who's actually getting what they want in this climate. Amen, mm. You got to use what you got to get what you want. <laughs> yes, yes, quote. Players Club, sorry. <laughs> Not Players Club. <laughs> Legendary. Right. Now you put out a quiz. Yes, I'm so excited. You guys all do it? Mm-hmm. You know I Yay. made them do it. Yeah. <laughs> I text them like, take Shan's quiz. Do the quiz. <laughs> so they took it. We all took it. Look at them. They're pulling out their results. Yeah, I want to pull out, get out my uh, assets and data. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you were asking people... Uh, their relationship structure. Yeah. Like kind of getting an idea of what is their ideal or what they aspire to. I'm not sure exactly how it's you would explain ideal it. current. Okay. I think we tend to personalize someone's relationship structure so much, right? So if we get to know somebody and they're like, I'm just into something casual, we're like, it's me. They don't like me. Where in, uh, for a lot of people, it's almost a part of their sexual orientation. It's just what makes them feel good. It's how they want to position themselves in the world right now. Null and void of you. It's just like, that's truly what their best case scenario is for who they are. Yes. Mm. So I think that having these things. <laughs> that's wow. so excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to like take some stabs at like what you guys are. I know I yours already. Love, well, yeah. I sent it to you. Yes. (laughs) Which I was surprised at that. Were you? Were you surprised? I wasn't. I wasn't. I think there's a part of me. Okay. So the structure that I pulled up was free. It was free relationship. If you're free. (laughs) And it was like, I'm DTF. Not DTF that way, but down to figure it out as Shannon so eloquently put it. Well, that's, that's DTFI. Oh, yeah. shit. Whoa. That's different. That's good. That's good. Right. But International. Thought... <laughs> you know when people have acronym names like DREAM and it's like do everything rarely awesome? Right, it's right. not. Right. He's really pushed it. Yeah. Or Adidas. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I... So that I got that and I thought it was pretty accurate. It said I was down to figure it out with my partner. So if that meant we are going to explore monogamy, then we'll explore it. If that means we're going to play around with being swing. Why are you laughing? Because low key, I thought I would have got something along those lines. And I, and I, I kind of did, but not really. But we'll get back to me later. Continue. If it's going to be swingers, if we're going to be polyamorous. And I thought that's so interesting because I've I have been in relationships where we've discussed it. Mm hmm. The issue that I've run into, I'll use one relationship as an example, is that he expressed um, being interested in exploring an open relationship. And I was like, you know, it makes me uncomfortable. So I like that. I'm the kind that likes to be uncomfortable. Ooh, I love that. Because I like to be triggered in a way because I'm like, OK, that's letting me know where I need to like pour into myself a little mm-hmm. bit more. So that's how I took it. I was like, let's do it. Let's explore it. This makes me uncomfortable. I hate it already. Awesome. <laughs> we tried <laughs> Because that's how I grow, you know? And so we we discussed it and it was cool. You know, I was like, the communication, that was felt so healing. It was like, oh, look, that's all it takes. As long as I still feel connected and respected and loved, I realized that I can do and expand 
myself way farther than I assumed I could if I just had that as a foundation. But then the issue was he was still lying. Oh, I thought you said he was a great communicator. I was he like, was. It, that's what was so was selective communication. A select, mm-hmm. and then there was omission. Are you communicating lies? You good at <laughs> yeah. that? You are that's a good the thing. He wasn't lies. lying. <laughs> he was omitting. Mm-hmm. And so me having to find out from other people things that I thought we had kind of established was going to be communicated between us was a buzzkill. It is a buzzkill, but I think we have to give grace to that because we live in a society that has told a very specific narrative about love for so long. And to overcome that programming takes a lot. Even when you think it's okay, there's still that part of you in the back of your mind that's watched every movie up until this point that (laughs) says that you're a shitty person if you don't love in the way that Julia Roberts does. And so (laughs) it I give grace for people who still can't do it well because I mean, we used to send adulterers off to different islands. We used to stone them to death, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's been a lot. Every conversation we hear about people like that is really negative and damning. And so I think there's a lot of healing within themselves that has to happen. So I was thinking that he had gotten past all that. I I mean, I was excited. Yeah, but I will say what, what drew me to even entertaining that dynamic with him was because I remember early on when he was discussing it, he was so... He, I could see that he was like, wow, this is someone who's like willing to hear me out. And I wasn't trying to possess him. I was really more like, let's see what works for us. And I saw how it kind of melted him, you know, it, like his shields came down and I felt a like... A neutralizer, girl. <laughs> and I felt like, we, you know, we could connect on a really cool way. And I was like, this is awesome to see someone for who they are and not try to like make them be something I need in the relationship. It was new for me, Were new for him. Were you the first person to give him this space though? Yes. Oh, okay. You were the guinea pig. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said that. He was mm-hmm. like, I've never met someone that I could just like have this kind of convo with. Mm-hmm. So you're right. There is a grace in that, but it also kind of made me sad because I'm like, damn, we could have like really explored this. Yes, I know. No, because grace is one thing until you got to give grace for pain that's been inflicted on you. Right. Right. Because someone comes to you and says in advance, like, hey, I tend to bite when I get drunk. You're like, <laughs> OK, cool. And now that I know that. But if afterwards we have this conversation when I'm bit bitten. up, right? right. <laughs> that's when it's like harder for me to have empathy for you. Right. It's difficult for me to like really be there for you. Exactly. And I skedaddled after mm-hmm. that one. The second opportunity I had, I realized he wanted to be open, but I wasn't included in that openness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So what kind of relationship is that? Where like you're open and I'm not. Also just like, so like. He was cool with it until it came to me exploring. Right. Okay. Then it was like, wait, 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 I don't want to play that? no more. <laughs> well, yeah, shit. <laughs> and so that was interesting to me too. Cause I'm like, this is so funny. It, so that's why the free relationship uh, me getting that as a as an answer or as a result rather made sense. But I can't say that I've ever really seen it happen. Yes. Well, I mean, at the bottom of that description is basically like a be careful what you wish for warning, because it mm. is saying that when you say that you're free and you're open to things, people start to maybe do or try things outside of your comfort zone faster than maybe you would because you mm. put it on the table. You're down for Anything. whatever, whatever. Figure it out. Um, and that also you saw that happen with their partners where they're like, yeah, I want open. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't mean that open. <laughs> I meant like the kind of like a, like a barn door, just one direction. Right. I didn't right. mean it would go both. And so, yeah, this what's important about this is not just examining what you want. Um, in a relationship, what you want out of life in general. Mm. And that takes sacrifice because maybe you do want openness, but it's really important that your partner is closed. And so that's when you have to make some type of agreement. Um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Agreement. 
some kind of compromise. Mm-hmm. But I know the words you're looking for. It's on the tip of my tongue. We're not all going to be in the ideal relationship structure for us. Right. Because mm-hmm. relationship takes two people. And so you could say you're free, but you get together with somebody who's monogamish. And maybe that's not quite what you're looking for, but there has to be some type of meeting in the middle. Right. Um, so it's important to know yours, but it's not the be all and end all because there's another mm-hmm. person obviously involved. Like striking right. Vipers. What about you guys? Striking vipers. What'd you get? <laughs> well, I got the... Um, <laughs> Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at the office? Treat yourself to the meal you deserve on demand from your favorite restaurant. And the restaurants come directly to you with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Just use a DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat. And a Dasher will bring it to you anywhere you are. Not only is the burger place you love on DoorDash already, but over 310,000 other amazing restaurants are too. DoorDash connects you with door-to-door delivery in over 3,300 cities, all 50 states, and Canada. Order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code THEFRIENDZONE. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code THEFRIENDZONE. Again, that's promo code THEFRIENDZONE for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Well, I got the, um, <laughs> uh, I'm getting ready to tell you right now. I got serial non-committed dating. Wow. In other words, he has an ice box where his heart used to be. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just that, he's like a situationship person. You're the, yeah. you are the relationship experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk about this often. It made perfect sense. Shambuti. Um, I said she wrote this with both cheeks. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but oh this, God. but this, but no, seriously, it made perfect sense because I, I, the, the more that I live and like experience certain things in, in my dating life and my personal life, I learned the value of just established connections with people, right? And the fundamentals of like our engagement with one another. That's what's important to me. I also know like on a surface, like petty selfish level, I like to feel like number one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's validating for me. I only know First class treatment, you know what I mean? Both ways. That door, that's a saloon door. You know what I'm saying? It's swinging both ways. I know I'm going to treat you. I'm going to, you know, adore you. I'm going to dote on you. And every minute that I'm with you, you know, we're going to really just immerse ourselves in that experience. And then we live our lives. And it works for me as long as I don't see anything else go on. Where do I sign up? That was just communicated so beautifully. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Shan. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm beautiful. really trying out here. And I and the, it's so, I guess it's so comforting once you have an understanding of like these processes in your dating life and once you can articulate these feelings and thoughts. It's just, I don't know, it's freeing for me. So I do know that it's important for me to have a mutual respect. It's important for me to be, um, I guess, just for somebody to have a general reverence for me as that person in their life. And so... I, when I took the quiz, I went through like my texts or whatever, and I was just seeing like what was really reflected in the way I was communicating with everybody that I've been communicating with. And when I tell you it was spot on, the analysis was literally spot on. All of the, I shouldn't say all of the, but the relationships in my life that are special to me that I kind of like um, covet, I guess, mm-hmm. these are 
all very personal. Like every time I thought about the people that I was in these sort of relationships with, we talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. It's a very specific love or a very specific, you know, emotion that we understood. It's esoteric in nature. It's just about like me and that person. But you don't consider it polyamory. No. Because we don't all go together and they're definitely not fucking each other. <laughs> so, so, no, ain't none of that. You know, we ain't made it. We ain't even in them terms. We just, it's me. You know what I'm saying? You, you get me, the, you get me. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like sun rays. That's what I like to, you know how the sun has the rays that extend out? Yeah. I am the sun. So, you know. And you're okay with them seeing other people. I'm not okay with it, but I know that it compromise. happens. You're yeah, so it's something that I have to be aware of. I had a very harrowing experience <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. Someone that I love, and they love me to death, but I act, they didn't know I saw them, but I saw them like engaging with somebody else, and it literally like fucked me up. I ended up. Um, engaging with someone else too you know what I'm saying because I had a to petty fuck hey and you know and and it was it was uh it, you know I became fruitful I'll just say that so I um so, so it, it worked out in my favor and I had again one of those experiences where it was all about that connection and so I was I was um fortified you know what I mean mm-hmm. but it wasn't it's still I was visibly and physically moved when I saw that and so we was just talking yesterday me and the person and I just was like they could tell that something was kind of off because you know and even though you can send all the affirming things that you want post that experience I just remember that and my male ego is like fluorescent and so <laughs> you know what I mean and I and I recognize it and so it's something that I protect and I also try to be fair with it mm-hmm. you know the the same things that I want you guys know this too same things that I want I pour out and so it just that's why these relationships work but I'm just gonna shut the fuck up because that's all I got that was no, awesome. that was good what do you mean and I think it's like um I can't say too much because then the people that listen that I might that you was know, so they, they, they know what's they going know, on. They know. It's so clear. Because you know what it is? Again, like it depersonalizes it. It's yeah. not like they, you know, he doesn't love me enough, doesn't want me. It's just like, this is the way that I express my love. This yeah. is what I'm looking for. And whether it would be you or someone else, this is what I feel best like reflects what I'm looking for to love and to be loved on this planet. And it comes with compromises. Yeah. It's not a selfish experience. Like you said, you still got to make really big compromises in there and constantly manage your own feelings. It's not. Which I like ooh. actually, Shannon, because I like to be a person who is like trained and conditioned when it comes to controlling, like harnessing my emotions and just anything when I'm in the moment, I like to be able to think first and then act as long as I, as long as I can stay like a couple steps ahead of myself, I'm cool. So even though it's kind of like, it's like blunt force trauma, sort of like it works because it forces me to condition myself and to make sure that my muscle is always being exercised when it comes to like dating smart. Um, and it's the weirdest balance between being like led by emotion and by that feeling and intimacy right but then also being strategic because you've experienced the not so fun end of it I know that I don't want to do that so to avoid that feeling I just operate this way to make sure that the experience is great for us both that how often sense? do you find yourself having to remanage expectations um of of like 
Okay, I guess from others, like what I expect from others. And vice versa, like, hey, just so you know, or like when you start to see advancements in intimacy, how are you clear, like the expectations should still be the same on you? That's been the story of my life. I can remember being in <laughs> kindergarten and being the one that had introduced the class to saying cuss words on the low. And then everybody wanted to come and talk to me when it was time to cuss. And I had to manage all that. Like, hold on, <laughs> y'all can talk to each other. Ain't nobody going to tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't just me, the cool one. No, nah, but I've like, since I've been like dating and stuff. <laughs> You know, like since I've been dating, I've always had to manage expectations because first I was sneaking around. And so I only had limited, you know, contact with certain people. So I couldn't necessarily nurture and grow relationships and bonds. So I had to come up with lies all the time because I couldn't say, hey, by the way, my mom and them don't know I mess around with niggas. So, yeah. we gotta keep this. you know, that's not attractive. So I was forced to to learn, I guess, how to be persuasive um, and sort of honest that way. Mm. Um, and it's just been a balancing act ever since. The only times that I've ever been settled were in the two actual relationships that I've been in. And rest in peace to those. So um, They were beautiful. Yep. And were. They were. 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 That's amazing. I have no nothing negative to say. Over never was. Nothing negative Mm. to say. I think when people prove it. Okay. (laughs) But when you to me, and I don't have any regrets to me when people like trash, well, not when people, I don't ever want to trash anyone that I'll publicly acknowledge as my companion or my partner or whatever, because I feel like that's you know, shitting on my own decision making. I don't oh, have anything negative to say. 100%. We just, yeah. you know, we just made a decision to move on. And so that's what that is. I wish everybody the best, you know, and I'm excited about all the great connections that I've been able to make, you know, after those separations. So I'm just here to have a good time um, and an authentic time. You know what I'm saying? I love meeting people, Shan. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I look <laughs> like forward to all You should do a full ass episode because there's so many people who are engaging with people who are casual, non-committed mm-hmm. and have no idea how to feel or what how they're supposed to feel like there's so many incredible questions because this is where situationships are born out of yes it is and that's like the millennial way but we're still it's a new space that we're really navigating it's like are you looking at it is it a pit stop for you or is this where you see yourself feeling really good for an extended period of time um, at this point, the decisions that I'm making are based on past experiences as well as like wisdom. I'm kind of at the like, if you know better, you do better stage of life. So I feel like this is long term <laughs> for me. Like, yeah, I think I'm 10 toes down with this one. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Asante. Hey. 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 What was your what were your results? How y'all doing today? No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> Modern monogamous. Oh, wow. What? Right? That Doesn't sense. that seem a little weird? I am fascinated. But, you know, the, the text in the bottom, you know, it tells you that it might not always equal. You know, you would leave it even if it's divorce, if the shit ain't perfect. So I was like, mm, I do like to leave. So, yeah. you know, fearful <laughs> yes. avoidant actually was mm. the answer before the last uh, question. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that. But me and dating aren't really seeing eye to eye right now on like a me responsibly dating. Like I'm not like looking for anything, whereas I feel like people are kind of ending up in my court and I'm deciding whether or not I want to waste my time. And I think it's my fault because every time I go into the court, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a waste of my time. Oh, that's a perfect fearful avoidance sentence, though. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. So, (laughs) So, yeah, um, that's it. That's all I got. So you're just one person at a time. Uh, So, yeah, but no, that's why that's low key why I was weird that I got that because um, over the past couple of years, shout out to my homegirl, Fatima. Um, she introduced me to the unicorn lifestyle. So I dated couples, but I realized going into that, it was selfish because 
I like to go on a date with a couple and then be gone. Mm. Like, it doesn't even have to lead to sex or anything. Like, having a good night with people, drinks, laughing, being a little, you know, cozy, and then be like, all right, well, I get to leave. Y'all can enjoy your relationship. Had a great night with you guys and your dual income. Like, because yeah. <laughs> I like people. So I like, yes. so I'm really good at like, so when Moments. she first told me, about, yeah, you know, when she first told me I about like this. People. <laughs> <laughs> when she, well, it's funny. I like people when I hate people too. So it's kind of this weird thing. But when it's I'm out. Avoid it. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. thank you. Yes. See, you there already you know go. me. I don't even have to do this. <laughs> um, it's weird because she introduced me um, to an app to meet couples and I wasn't really into that. Was it Thruple? Um, The th- Three Fun. Oh wow! I remember that one. Three fun. It's a. It looks like a pair of panties, but it's three corners. Nice. So it's kind of like, oh, okay. come on, branding. Which yeah. is weird though, because I've been on apps as a gay man, but when I'm unicorning, looking for couples, I wasn't really liking the app experience. But a lot of that is, I think I look for different things when I'm looking for somebody like a guy on an app. In my mind, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to find like the next love of my life or no shit like that because a lot of the gay apps is a lot of trash on there so it's really just to have kind of that's all apps though I mean and I think that's why with the three fun app I was like oh so y'all do this on here too so I wasn't really into that as much as I really wanted to kind of like meet people that were of that mindset and see what that was like and experience that and I think it was kind of me seeing if I could take like um, being polygamous or some shit down the road just to see Mm -hmm. because I think I think I have better conversations with men that I have better conversations with men that don't feel fear. And when it's a man that's with his girlfriend, that's like giving them the power to be free. Those conversations happen so much differently than it, when it's just me and another guy. What they be talking like, about? I mean, just as far as like being sexually open and stuff like that. So like, since he has permission from his female, you know, counterpart. Will she be sitting right there? Or yeah. just. Well, yeah. Cause we'll be like at a, like one. <laughs> yeah. A bar, usually a bar. Cause normally I go out to bars and I'm meeting people. And if a guy's like, yeah, my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, your girlfriend. I'm like, oh, you got a girlfriend. And so from there, a conversation will continue. And a few different times it's turned into other things. So talking about like. Y'all all be doing it. It'd be you and the guy. It's never me and the guy. I have rules. So I have rules because I don't like. I have really random rules. I, I you only act want like you had nothing to say, and this is the most interesting because I don't want to talk about all this. That's why it's like no, because I'm still this navigating the space this. myself. Because honestly, I'm not sexually attracted to women, but I honestly don't have a bad time when a woman's in the room either. So mm. it is a situation where I make sure that both parties are involved because I understand and respect the fact that they're a couple, and I'm just the third. So. If I'm just there for the night, then we all need to have fun for this night. Now, if it's not fun anymore, then I can go because I don't have to deal with this relationship. That's y'all that's to deal with it. So early on in the conversation, I'm really I'm being quiet right now. <laughs> I am being quiet. So early on in conversations, oh, no. I have to kind of establish where they are. Like if so, if y'all are looking for a third, because sometimes people are actually looking and I end up being bamboozled like, oh, y'all were looking for me. I thought I was setting y'all up. Right. But I have to I'm like, OK, so, you know. And you like that, though. I do like that. I, and I like kind of pretending that I'm not like really like I don't really know what's going on. But for the most part, I really do be like not there. I'm like, oh, this is what's happening. Oh, okay, shit. which one is it? You like you like getting you like the blind side? Like no, Sandra, I'm, I'm uh, saying I, well, I like the blind side because normally it's like I don't want to go into a situation that seems too aggressive because then you're gonna turn somebody off somehow. So when we kind of are like our intentions have a line, and then I'm like, okay, so like you know, what do you? Why are y'all interested in bringing somebody else in the bedroom or hanging out with somebody else? Like, what's up? And so from there, if the man feels comfortable in front of the woman, then it's something I want to engage in. But if it's like the woman's forcing the man or the man's forcing the woman, like it's I can always tell that energy before it gets anywhere. So I've never and it's only been like three. 
I've never had a bad couple. Like, luckily, it's always been like, cool, we had drinks, we could see each other again. But when it's just one, uh, like one-on-one with another guy, I don't know. I think because I suffer from a lot of communication issues on my mm-hmm. end, that's always mirrored in the relationships. Like what, what Fran was saying earlier, she was kind of saying, okay, so this is what it is. We can do this. But then people are like, oh, uh, you said we could do this, but I'm still not going to tell you when I do it. So it's like, <laughs> well, why are we lying? Why are we lying? But I do. Not if you do it first. And see, but I don't want to do that. Well, if I might be doing it first. I just might have told you about it. So it's right. like you got to lie first. Well, I don't. Does, but I don't want to lie. That's that's the problem. The problem is I want to live free. Oh and the the very end of my thing says something about you're happy as long as the other person's happy and you're happy or whatever. Like I put everyone else first, but I still maintain my happiness like high above all. Even though I'm making like okay, good. He's happy. And I might be sad right now, but honestly, I'll be happier knowing that I can move on. Like, whatever the situation might end up being, if it ends up bad. But whenever it's, like, one-on-one and I'm talking about, okay, um, I'm going to be gone this week. If you get sexual urge to do whatever, do whatever. And, you know, but just let me know because I need to know who you fucking in case they want to be my enemy or some shit. And then I come back and you're like, oh, I didn't do nothing. But you done ran through, like, four or five dudes this week. Dog. Then... You could have told me about all four or five. I probably would have told you to stop at one or two, or two maybe. I'd right. have been like, "Hey, okay, well, aren't you doing a little much? Just a week? I don't know. Well, you it have depends to create on boundaries with each other, yeah, right? and that's the even thing. within the freedom. Yes, and, and that's the thing. It's always an ongoing conversation. So, like with couples, I've learned more in those situations in those three couples than I haven't like dating dudes. I'm like, because you know. I can't speak for everybody, and it, it might just be me and what I'm attracting, but I be getting dudes that be like, oh, I want your attention so but much, blah, blah, blah. But those couples have the practice before. Oh, yeah, because— They already have a structure But the thing is, uh, some of them don't. Like, some of them, when I'm talking to them, and I'll be like— uh, Like, there was a couple, they never—they always had people, but they would always, like, you know, get somebody drunk or come home and pretend it wasn't a thing. They were like, it's so random that we can, like, sit and talk to you about all this stuff, and you're not just somebody we, like, bring it home to bang and leave. Which is funny also because when we are done, I do leave. I'm like, I'm never spending the night. And they're always like, well, where'd you go? Because they think it's going to be like a breakfast and fun thing Mm. in the morning between the three of us. And I'm like, it's y'all's relationship. It's y'all's. I'm just here, really. It's weird. So I don't actually have an option there for unicorning. So maybe you don't. I gotta slide that's what, but so that's what I'm saying. Like I, the one that I got for a monogamy, like uh, when it's me and one guy, it's like I'm not really doing that right now. Yeah. So that was perfect because ideally it would be good to just be with one person and then work through whatever we got going on as we as it comes. <laughs> but <laughs> I find that with couples, and I think it's because I need that feminine energy to kind of let a guy know, like it's okay. Like I feel like in a situation where like, if a woman's open to a man, if two men being in a room, there's something to be said there. Because a lot of men don't get that freedom. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like sexually. That's really fucking cool, by the way. Because you know, even on the apps, you deal with so many people that don't put their pictures up because they're afraid of being judged. You know, whatever it is. Or they've been told all their lives, like, it doesn't matter if you work a good ass job. You can't never let nobody know you gay. So they they act they have weird conversation on there because they're being stupid as opposed to being like, oh, I, I could live free here. No one cares because mm-hmm. you can't. Sometimes people are stealing pictures for whatever reason. Like sometimes people are addicted to drugs. So they're really like in a a cloud trying to escape everyday living and you meet up with the wrong people. You know, you're not aligning. No one's really lining up what they really want or I'm not really getting what I want when I'm trying to line it up on the apps rather. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't use that to date first. I usually just do that to fuck around. So what are your thoughts on apps? For dating. I I mean, it's again, it's like um, it's like a NASCAR, right? It's a really high performance, fast car. 
And if you know how to drive Ooh, that, yes. great. But a- if you don't know how to drive at all, nah. <laughs> but it can work wonderfully for you. You just have to be really skilled at maneuvering them. So I've known people that have used the apps, well, mainly straight couples, and have met people and they've been with them for like two plus years. And I'm like, well, what? what? What's happening here? Yeah, well, it's it's so it's so quick. There's so much information. There's so much power, and some people freak out by that. It's like the the choice paralysis. One and then number two, it's like they haven't even like structured what they're looking for. It's kind of like looking for a job on Craigslist. Yeah. Like, what are the chances you're going to find something great, <laughs> especially if you don't really know what you're great at? Right. And so a lot of people don't do any of the work before, jump on those, and then they end up crashing and burning. Mm-hmm. But also, too, when people say to me, I, I don't find people on apps, I'm like, well, you've been alive now for 28 years. Yeah. Who you met recently in person. Right. Like, right. the ratio of people that you meet out there in the world isn't all that staggeringly awesome either. So it's pick one or the other, pick your poison. I think apps are incredible, but like anything else, like you have to know how to use them. Same with meeting people in person. Which yeah. apparently you're really good at. Can I just say how awesome this conversation was? Yeah. I did not expect mm-hmm. it to go in all of these really different. <laughs> all of these pockets. Educational pockets. <laughs> like that was so, so cool to listen to. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love them. Because when I get to hear their stories, I'm always like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is so cool. It's such a study of all the shit that we're going through. I'm low-key mad that we didn't do like a joint horrible decisions episode. Because me and Mandy were talking on Sunday about a lot of this shit, too. Like about the unicorning. and So that's what it's called when you date a couple? It's called that's unicorning? The, that's the term that I've been told. And I've like, never heard of that. Because the second couple, they were like, you're a unicorn? And I was like. Uh, what, and my hair wasn't even dyed then. I was like, uh, okay, well, I don't know what the fuck this means. And then Dub, she broke it down. She was wow, like, Wow, yeah. I learned something new. But I don't unicorn with gay, gay couples. Is that fucked up? No. Why not? I mean, nuance. Too much testosterone. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Mm. Fair. I guess it's going to depend on whose roles are, are lining up in any and everything in those types of relationships, whereas, like, the man and the woman, it's never... Well, the, the ones that, that are unicorn or date unicorns, I feel like, it's never, like, a conventional thing. Like, it's always, like, you know, we still have our regular-ass lives, but this is how we want to live sexually and be free. Whereas if it's, like, men, it's, like... Okay, well, who's gonna do this? Or I'm gonna do this? No, I'm gonna do this. And then there's jealousy sometimes, or two gonna hang out with one. I always tell couples like, I'm never hanging out with one of you. Or like the sneakiness that yeah. happens. I always hear stories about that. Yeah, and some of them, they or one of them had rules, and they were like, well, you can hang out. You just you know have to check in or whatever. Because the guy he liked, they had a a gay guy that was like their first guy, and he used to hang out with the girl. <laughs> And they kicked it, and they—I don't want to tell all their business. They had a gay guy that was their first guy. <laughs> yeah, they told me that they—they they roped him in. They like <laughs> roped him into the shit, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And they thought that I was gonna be like that, and that's what I was like. Oh, so you okay. ain't in there getting tied up, shit. I've been thinking about that. No, so they roped you in too. <laughs> but Shan, I'm curious because you're married. Yes, but you shout out congratulations. To Beautiful ass wedding. Oh, first thank of all. you. You looked like a Barbie. Yeah, we did it our way. It was really, really cool. Stunning. Yeah. That no the regrets. sunset, like I know. A dream. Uh, come yes, true. It truly was. So Jared, shout out to Jared Brady, yes. who is also an, an incredible artist that you should check out. I've mentioned him before on the show. Frank, um, we just love you so much. Uh, you know, I just I just can't. Like, I don't even <laughs> want to love fest on you, but there's so few people like you who are oh. just genuinely. Like you're just you're flash you're like a flashlight to me. Oh my god! You just look, look for it's pl- got you. Yeah, it's just so. <laughs> she a good woman, ain't she? Shannon? It's incredible. Yeah, it really is. I appreciate that. And I it's not see like that coming. It's I re- look at your Twitter. It's like for everybody. Like you really did make this platform for yourself to share it with others, and like that's just 
few people actually that's their true motivation. So thank you for the work that you thank do and for you, like extending Shane. the light this way sometimes. Of yes. course. That's what we're here for. But what I love about your marriage is that you guys started out as friends with benefits. Yes. And All then right. look at <laughs> Yes. So can you walk us through this? Yeah. Well, you know what? Like as you were telling your story just now, Asante, I was like, it made me really think about, especially for a fearful avoidant, like healthy intimacy is taking one small step. Being like, how do I feel? How do you feel? What's going on right now? What's the temperature like? Do we want to go back? Do we want to go left? Do we want to go right? Mm. And when you feel like it, then moving forward. Mm. And when you can do that slowly, one, like you build in the communication. Two, like you start having those dialogues really frequently as one should. But also you never put yourself in a position where you're apt to be batshit crazy. Like I think 90% of relationships is just not putting yourself in a position where you're going to be a, sh- a shadow version of yourself. Mm. Really jealous, Preach. really angry, um, fearful, mm. really unsure, insecure, anxious, closed up, yeah. anxious. Well, like fucking you, avoid. Avoidant. You want to put yourself <laughs> in a position to be cool, to be the bomb. And like the slower that you go, the better it is. And so I think with he and I, we both are just like, Here's what we're capable of right now. I had just gotten out of like a five-year monogamous relationship. I hadn't had sex with anyone else in those five years, but I was studying sexology and I was with a really toxic person. Mm. We were hardly having sex, never orgasming. And so I was learning all this new cool stuff and I had no one to practice it on. Wow, So as soon as I got out of that, I was auditioning dudes. I'd go over to the apartment, we would make out. Maybe I I would get oral. Like I was like, who's good? Like, who am I feeling? And when I met Jared, it was just like this immediate physical connection. I was like, this is the one. Mm -hmm. And we we had a really great friends benefits relationship. That's all he wanted to. And it truly was that. Like I remember my birthday came around. We met in October. My birthday was in April. I didn't tell him my, my birthday. I was like, my friend, it's my fuck buddy. I don't want you yeah. have to know about my birthday. Um, and it, then that same year in June, we ended up moving in together. It was just like the, the walking and the small steps forward was happening so organically that I didn't even recognize until we were there um, that that's what, and a label for us was something that we chose after we felt safe versus something that we aspired to. Mm. I know that's right. That's <laughs> the shit on. I'm talking about right there. And I think Come the on. key is that you're both emotionally intelligent. Yeah, like I think that that's like we're both secure. So that was a big part of it, too, because you just again, like you have to be honest with yourself. And the reason why I love these quizzes is that it's be real with who you are, what you're looking for right now and put yourself in a position where you can be your best self. And if you know for a fact that being in a friends with benefits is going to trigger your fear of being left or abandonment or your fear of not being enough for somebody, don't do that to yourself. Right. Or me. Right. Don't do that. Don't do that to you. Right. Don't do it. Don't come around. Right. Don't be one of the rays. Right. Don't be right. one of the rays. <laughs> um, so I just feel like we just continuously set ourselves up for success. And there was a lot of things I didn't even recognize in the beginning that like, yeah, he's really was the ideal partner for me, but I was not concerned about trying to fit him into that slot. Oh, that's the best guy. I felt that. So it was just chest. like a natural progression into what it is now. Yeah. But I wouldn't like say copy and paste. That's the way to go because I think that there, I had to do a lot of like psychological work on myself to make sure that I could manage because nothing creates intimacy like proximity, mm. right? Like that's just sexual bonds Real. are made that way. Right. So if you're going to do a friends of benefits, you got to put in a lot of 
I had to date a lot to make sure that like my biology wasn't getting confused. Like there's many penguins around. I don't need to just march with this one. Right. Earth to like my serotonin levels. Like these we got options. <laughs> and never sleepovers, never cuddling. Mm, um, mm, friends and family was like a rare thing. And so, yeah, it probably took us longer to figure out that we could be good partners. And who knows, we could have lost a connection along the way. So it's not that I would say this is a copy and paste because I could have missed out on something really cool by focusing only on one particular thing for such a long time. And are you guys in an open marriage or is it like monogamous now? We was, it's kind of hard. Like we're monogamish. Like I always say, like if you went through my DMs, there's some inappropriate conversations a married woman should not be having. You know what I mean? Like, and there's times I'll be on the phone for three hours with someone who I think is really intellectually stimulating and kind of hot and he's aware, but have I had sex with someone else? No. Has he? No. Does he have people maybe who he flirts? Do I know what happens in his phone at all? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like, I, I, said, I said this as a part of the quiz as well too. Like I'm kind of turned on by the idea of him having his own separate sexual self. Oh, I think it's cool. Awesome. <laughs> but I can only say that knowing the fact that he is somebody who's not going to engage frequently. Right. So I think that's kind of the caveat with it. If I was with somebody who, you know, was a, was the son and yes. had a lot of rays and yes. loved the rays, would I be as comfortable? I'm not sure. So it's easy for me to choose this relationship style because it doesn't challenge me that frequently. And it's the idea that we like the most. So I don't like to give myself all this credit. Like I'm so evolved and like this. (laughs) I got to deal with some real small stuff. And so far it's been enough for me. And I like to think I could handle polyamory, but I won't know until I get there. Wow. See, I I think that I'm monogamous and then I get into these relationships and like Dustin and I always joke we like moments I yeah. like moments oh my gosh if I, I watched travel, Insecure yeah. and she got naked with that dude in the pool I was like yes I need yes. someone to see me naked for the first time <laughs> yes sometime in my life again that has to happen you know it's like how do you like what happened to me which is what made me start cheating which obviously I'm you know, still working through that is because I always feel, why would I give up this moment? Like, let's say Issa in the pool. That's a moment. Why would you give that up? Because Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I have to be loyal. And I get that. I respect it. But I always like the moments always trumped my relationship. Especially if you was getting on my nerves when that moment (laughs) happened, right? (laughs) I'm going to give this up to go back here and be miserable with your ass. Take it off. Like, you know what I'm saying? We get in the pool. I agree 100%. But obviously now that I'm older and have... Ain't a damn thing changed. No, 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 that's right, friend. No, no, no. (laughs) It has changed because I don't want to lie to anybody. Right, the moments is upgraded. (laughs) No, I'd rather jump into a relationship where we know that moments are allowed. Yes, And that's a discussion, Mm -hmm. like Shan was saying, she could be on the phone with someone because he stimulates her and and Jared knows. It's not like you're in the bathroom like, hey, I can't talk right now. (laughs) Like, give me an hour and I'm going to go. You know, like, I don't Mm want to do that. I don't like how it feels when it's done to me. And so I've learned... Uh, through experiencing it, because that's why I was super selfish. I was doing it, and then when it was happening to me, I was like, hell no, you're supposed to be, like, happier with me. What are you there talking about? There is nothing about? wrong with that. Go no. ahead, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just saw how that was unfair, and it, you know, brought light a lot. I am dismissive, avoidant, working on being mm. more securely attached. Um, so it's something dismissive that... Dismissive avoidance are usually very rich and successful, though. I mean, hey. Hey. <laughs> well, well, yes. well, 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 well. <laughs> Lonely, but rich Damn, and successful. Oh, she said them dollars ain't keeping you warm. 
Yeah, depending on how expensive that duvet is, they wear. <laughs> but you know what's funny? Last week's episode was the glorification of busy. Mm. Where I talked how at this age of 37, I have always defined myself by my work mm-hmm. and how hard I was working and my, you know, achievements and milestones. And now at this point, I'm like exhausted. Yes. And I noticed that the lack of connection that I haven't made room for in my life and haven't really cultivated, I'm feeling that super hard right now. Mm. Like super hard because it's like, what is success if you don't have these beautiful connections in your life to really like amplify how beautiful your life is as a whole? Like I need more well-rounded feelings in my life as opposed to money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or a whole bunch of like less stimulating connections. Yes. I agree with that as well too, right? Yeah, Mm. I mean, that's what I'm exploring because now I'm back on the scene. Mm -hmm. I'm back. Thank you. Crispy and clean. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what's crazy? As soon as I said to the universe that I'm ready to date, when I tell you it's like a portal. gates open. (laughs) Right. I came out of my I didn't even tell you I came out of my apartment and there's this fine ass dude waiting for the elevator and I was like okay God come on mm-hmm. even on my floor like God <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns to me and he was like every time I see you you have a different pair of sneakers like he oh, was just wow. so he initiated you know just being cute he was like I would love to see your sneaker collection and I was just like okay friend woo back in <laughs> and now baby, 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 you know what it's turned into the Janet Jackson video with oh. her neighbor yes oh my <laughs> That is so cute, though. Now, every time I hear him coming, I'll, like, look to see if it's him. Wow. <laughs> How fun. But that's what I mean. Because if I was in a relationship, I would still want to have that moment. Yes, you still want to have that moment. I, I still, still want to flirt with him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's crazy. When I was coming on the train today to head here, he was coming down the street. And I, like, was going down the station and saw that he was coming. And I, when I tell you I walked so fast because I was like, I don't want to talk to him on the train. Like, this is, our thing is the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, wanna, I don't want us to sit and have a whole train ride. And then I'm going to be like, oh, you know, this isn't what I want. This Let's just part talk of the about moment. sneakers. <laughs> that is but I'm hilarious. Just, you know Spray. what I mean? <laughs> Stay in the hallway, brother. <laughs> I don't want to change no lighting. Like, everything needs to just stay where it's at. Because think yeah. about it, especially living in big cities, do you not have moments with, like, pockets of people? Like, mm-hmm. I have the gym guy that, like, we just stare at each other. I have the hallway guy now. I have a guy on the train that we always see each other when I'm headed down here. I like it. You're living yes. a life. Uh, it's just cute. It's energy. I like yes, the energy exchange. Energy. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. But I also know it's because I'm slowly like coming back into the scene because I've mm. been out of the game for three years. Really? Haven't dated, been abstaining and just kind of kept to myself, focused on work, 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 and just haven't. But I was like, okay, something's got to change because mm. that's getting really stale. And that's so beautiful when you open up that intention, how you're met with that. Like, it met me quick, At too. the elevator. <laughs> also just being privy to it. Like, you know the whole Aisha Curry thing where she was just like, I don't ever get hit on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, who would hit on you? Like, look at the energy you put on yourself. That's so The real. energy you put on your relationship. I would think that if I complimented her, she'd be like, excuse me? Right, right, right. <laughs> I would be, right. you know what I mean? Like, so I'd be funny. past the Bible, like, pamphlet. I just don't <laughs> feel like you put that energy, but right. we're not, it, we're not conscious of those things. Like, my sister was saying she's married with two kids she was like i never get picked up i am the thirstiest person on the block Mm -hmm. i see a hot dude hot women 
50 times a day mm-hmm. and I'm always looking. And so I'm walking with my sister and she's like, she never gets approached, never gets net attention. I'm seeing so many dudes staring at her, mm-hmm. but she doesn't notice. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just not the energy she's putting out she there. She's woman. not broadcasting. Exactly. That's yeah. a good woman. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, hello. Like I look <laughs> at everybody. I talk to everybody. Like, yeah, I'm, yes. I'm pretty thirsty. That is so funny. I mean, I, give me a sip too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you give me a little sip every now and then. But what are some tips for people? Cause I actually, uh, you saw on IG stories i put out a prompt i was like you guys we have sham booty outside of the questions that we had i wanted to make sure we covered the questions that our listeners had so to be well-rounded the good ones the good ones right of course (laughs) and a lot of the questions had to do with how do you bring how do you bring the conversation to your partner that you've been in relation in a relationship with for a long time when now you're feeling like you wanted to be open how do you bring that up without them being like, bitch, <laughs> or taking it personal or feeling like it's <laughs> <laughs> I was going to answer, but no, I feel like we got the expert in the house. Like, I, you know, I feel like I can fall back. You first. <laughs> I think what I would do is I would, to me, situations like that are more experiential than they are like conversation based. So I would totally set up an evening where we were definitely out being social. Um, an atmosphere where we may encounter other people that, you know, we would see that would be good looking. So some sort of bar lounge, maybe, but a very upscale. Cause in order for people to get comfortable being freaky, they got to feel like everything is luxe the first time. Oh That's common sense. So somewhere upscale and just, you know, have cocktails, absolutely, <laughs> to kind of, you know, get a little more looser vibe. Um, and then be obviously <laughs> attentive to my partner and entertain people when they flirt with me. Have my armor on my partner and then be like, like, you see this shit type thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then like they start getting into what's actually happening in the room or other people. You know, you have to kind of like neutralize the, I guess, the awkwardness of outside attention. And then it becomes something that both people are paying attention to. And the conversation naturally evolves. And the next thing you know, six legs. (laughs) (laughs) What are your thoughts on that? I show? mean, that was so wonderful and specific. <laughs> I think like what I like about um the quiz, right? It's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult to go from traditional monogamy to polyamory. Mm. There is a spectrum in between there of like monogamish and monogamish is even just opening up the idea to flirt with the dude at the luxe restaurant see what i'm saying it's opening up that's what monogamish is monogamish is like let's go to a strip club together monogamish might even be like let's watch porn together like we're not actually engaging monogamish like we still it's a little bit like mom my partner's allowed to follow who they want (laughs) they can like whatever pictures like i like go ahead like express Mm -hmm. your desire for others in a way that makes you feel excited and celebrated and not caged Mm, and like let me be a part of that wherever possible. I also think that what people tend to do in relationships is they've had so long to think about something. Like they have been coming up with this idea that I want to explore other people. And they've thought about this for months and they want to have one conversation with someone <laughs> and they're on the same page as you. Right. It don't like, work nah, like, like that. You had so much time to go through all your feelings, to all the options to watch 50 YouTube videos <laughs> and for you to come to a place where you feel confident that this is right for you. And so give your partner that same space. And I, I love that. Maybe we don't have six legs that night. I mean, right, it's, right. that's pro level. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but maybe we just go out and we flirt and then we're on the car ride home. I'm like, how'd you feel about that? That was kind of hot to see you in that environment. What yes. do you think? And see where it goes from there. But it has to be a slow conversation. If it took you six months, give them at least three. 
Mm. Agree. Okay. And it's weird. You know how I always knew that it was something I want to explore. I would get turned on seeing my partner being desired. I love it. We were talking about this on horrible cool. decisions about like, would you allow your partner to sell his underwear? I would love if sell there was a dick print of Jerry that everyone could experience. Like <laughs> underwear. I just want everyone to, to feel know. like to see how, how I see him. Like mm-hmm. I I think it's such a turn on to me. Damn, yeah. Safari should have been with you so he would have kept did his little deal. Yeah. <laughs> Safari, you know, Erica Mendel was she wouldn't have it now. <laughs> with the mold. Uh-huh. No, but I always found that funny because if you know this when I was younger, I'd have partners where my wires would sort of cross because it's like I'm pissed at you you cheated but then it was part of me that was like oh that's so cool like I want that. <laughs> look you you with him like haha he still got it no, <laughs> in the back of your head no in a weird way I would like f- be angry but mm-hmm. also fantasize about what happened between them yeah and if you take out the cheating and the lying and the betrayal component of it that's something healthy you can play with right which is why I knew, that's what I'm saying. I knew that through the fantasizing, like being like, what? And, you know, I'd be mad, like, tell me what happened. But low right. key, I was like, I want to know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I knew that, you know, it was conditioning that I probably had to work through and then would be able to process those types of situations in a completely different way over time. Asante's over Sorry, my fearful avoidant just like, I don't know what it is. I think I'm triggered because I had walked in on somebody one time. Did you? Yeah, and I was, and I think that's what fucked me up. Like, mm, I could never feel like this. Walked like, in on somebody. Wait, yeah. on them cheating on yes. you? Yes. Oh, wow. So As in walked in your house? No. This was like college time. This was their dorm. So oh, okay. And this you was were like, triggered? Oh. Yeah, so when you said that, I was thinking about, I wish I would fantasize about one of these motherfuckers <laughs> doing that shit to me. But that's why, but because of that, so like outside, I'm sure in certain situations, I'm like, I would kind of want to watch both of y'all. But like mm-hmm. after that, I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. I mean, just in like if we together, like, and it's just us, but if we decide other shit, I really don't care. Please. But if y'all have decided, if we decided, um, well, well, then you're that, lying. Right, right, right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, if like to your point where you were, like, you know, it would be kind of hot if it was open. But, <laughs> like Loki. But I always, and like I said, it's, I think it's where I'm at my communication. People always be lying. Like, I'm like, it's okay to mm. do this. And they're like, I ain't doing that shit. And then a week later, you did this. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, you did say it was okay, but you said you wasn't doing it. And then right, we like, yeah. it's this whole weird back and forth because now I'm policing for no fucking reason, mm-hmm. which is what I didn't want to do to begin with. Fearful of void. I ain't got to say nothing else. Yes. Here's another question we got. Someone, I won't mention names because y'all didn't give me permission, so I'll respect that. But someone says, I would love to hear Shan's take on polyamorous relationships. If you are with one person in a couple who is engaged to get married, how do I cope with that? Mm-hmm. Oh, Asante, this might be a question for you. They wasn't engaged? Nobody? <laughs> well, they might, so one of them might have been married. I mean, so there, it's a consensual polyamorous relationship where the couple's engaged and they want to <laughs> join to throuple it. Mm-hmm. But knowing that they'll be always like, like tertiary cope? partner yeah i mean that's a question you have to ask yourself if that's something you can again it's like you have to protect your awesome i think you have to protect that mm, light that I you have that. they invited to the wedding <laughs> right when you first. go to the wedding well, are you I'm gonna saying, be weird are you gonna right. feel happy like because well, that, that just shows me how close they are like yeah they invited me to the wedding and it's like oh so you're close to them so then well yeah girl just don't make a scene at the wedding but not nah. You know what has great videos? Jubilee. They have a bunch of those. Weren't you on that? I was on Jubilee. Yeah, we had a really great. Is that um, the table when they get up and walk away? If they part of the thing? Sorry. There's like so many Jubilees. There's like several of them. But one of them is where they have like couples just talk about their relationship, like really like honest conversations. But they have a bunch of thruples who will sit and talk about the dynamic. And it's really fascinating. 
So I would recommend that she watch that to kind of get an idea of like, oh, would I mind being, because there's always, not that there always is, like there's some obviously polyamory that does feel very equal, but they're usually a somewhat of a primary couple, even mm. if it is the base couple who was there first. And they might actually like or feel more fond of the person who was new, but there's still that loyalty um, to the person who was there first. And so that is just asking yourself those questions of would I feel comfortable in that long term? And mm-hmm. also too, like good and good for now is still good. I say that all the time. If I go into something that's part of that, you know, small steps. And I love that you said that, like you go out with a couple, you have a great dinner, you do whatever you want to do. And then you leave. Cause you know that that's your threshold and that's still good. It's a good for now, yeah. but it's still a really, really good yeah. experience. And if next time you want to do breakfast and you right. don't like it, don't do it the next time. Right. If you like it, maybe you try that for a couple more weeks. So don't people tend to fast forward so much like right. we're already at the wedding right we haven't gotten to the wedding yet we're just right. seeing if we're going to even feel good on day one and that's right. the end of the fun anyway the wedding yeah furthermore <laughs> i'm just playing <laughs> no well, maybe because they might want you to be the cherry on the honeymoon type uh furthermore cake. speaking of usually <laughs> and polyamory right i think that they're definitely you're doing good work shannon because there needs to be more conversations from people who are I guess the idea of even talking about something like polyamory with them feels appealing. You look normal and like people that we talk to look, you know what I mean? And your appearance and the things that you do every day. And normally when you see people that represent polyamory or, you know, throubles or whatever, and, yeah. they always look like the people in TLC shows. Yeah. You know <laughs> yes. what I'm saying? And it just is, it does, it's a very less than what was appealing. It com- uh, confessions. What was that show? Taxi Cab Taxi Confessions. Cab. Exactly. No, real, real sex. Real sex. Real sex. Oh, real sex used to be. That real was my favorite thing that? to sneak and no, watch. Yes, yes, real watch. sex. Like HBO. HBO. Get away from yes. I'll never forget they had a male stripper on there. His name was Slam, <laughs> which was an acronym for sexy like a motherfucker. <laughs> I will never, ever, ever wow. forget that. And I won't either. That's why I was like, oh, so you got to oh, be like cool with how you like. Oh, okay. I learned a lesson. Yeah. but um, That's a good acronym. That's yeah. Acronym. I just think that like you're doing great work because oh, people that, that, that we take, we need to be able to take people seriously when this conversation comes up. And I personally, you know, I'm just not interested in, you know, seeing the live action family guy, you know, yeah. people talking about <laughs> polyamory. <laughs> Just, I'm sorry. No, it's true. The that work, was such a perfect picture. <laughs> like, yeah, like, right. like, I, the work you're doing, what I love the most is how you have people reflecting so much. Like, I always see people in your comments like, damn, you know, I never thought of that or I never uh, saw myself that way. Like, they would start reflecting on their patterns and their dynamics, even when you did the video on attachment theory, um, even discussing the way that you and Jared communicate. People yeah. being like, wow, like I could never, or they realize that they probably should try, yeah. you know, more than anything. I would hope that. I Sometimes I get the comments a lot of like, I don't agree with a lot of what you say or a lot of what you preach. And I'm like, what do I preach for, other than like, find out what works for you and do that. Right. I don't have a find prescription. Find what feels good. That's literally all yeah. you ever talk about. Because yeah. me telling everybody to be open is like me saying everyone should be a dentist. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know what you're good at. I don't know what your strengths are. I don't know what your end goals are in life the quality of life that you want to have, like what makes you feel in your joy. So I would never prescribe any advice in this space, but I right. will tell everybody that like, it's a journey and it doesn't start and end with your astrology chart. Sorry. Like it doesn't start <laughs> and end with you just like putting it out there that you, what you want mentally, but never knowing how to pursue that or doing the work on yourself first. Like it is a lifelong process to educate yourself. And if you want to be successful in any area in life, there's a tried and true process of enlisting the help of mentors reading, trial and error, practicing in low risk environments, 
being good to yourself, being good to others. And eventually that might lead you to your happily ever after, whatever that consists of for you. Mm-hmm. But I don't have no, no prescription of like, here's my values on what people should be doing. I right. don't, I'm learning something new today. That's that was brand new to me, Asante. So like, which part? And I might actually the the unicorn. Oh, the unicorn. I might actually expand the quiz to like yeah, reflect people who on, are like, Asante. I'm not interested necessarily in a relationship, but I might want to be one a voyeur or two like a passive participant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort of all kinds for all kinds of bodies. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. The breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. Casper now offers four other mattresses, the Wave, the Essential, the Hybrid Casper, and the Hybrid Wave. All designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S. Casper gets delivered to your door in a small, how do they do that, size box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. You spend one-third of your life sleeping. Be comfortable with Casper. A nigga like me has a Casper mattress, and it's the shit. I love it. I can't wait to get a new one whenever I need one. I've had my mattress for like maybe two or three years. And it's still, it's still very sturdy. I don't think I have any like sunken spots or anything. Like I, <laughs> like, you know, sometimes a bed might get a little weird, but my bed's not weird. Like I think I've, cause I've rotated it a bunch of different times and yeah, it's a really good mattress. I can't really say that about the bed that I had before. Cause that shit got like really frumpy and boxy. And I didn't know if that was like New York thing or what, <laughs> but I'm glad I got my Casper mattress now. So you can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash zone. And using Zone at checkout. That's casper.com slash zone, code zone. Terms and conditions apply. We have all been credit shamed. Now, credit shamed is when you have less than desirable credit and everyone treats you like you're radioactive. <laughs> if you have rough credit, you can avoid it. Um, players make mistakes, and I, too, have been in positions where I've had to pay a higher interest rate because of those mistakes made by said player. Me too. It's not fair, but if you have bad credit, CreditRepair.com can help you work to fix it. They're America's most recognizable credit repair company with crazy smart people, a patented credit repair process, and relationships with all three credit bureaus. That's like the inside track to solving your credit report problems. Past members have seen an average score increase of 40 points in four months. Go to creditrepair.com slash podcast for your free credit diagnosis. An advocate will pinpoint what's hurting your score and ways to improve it. And if you'd like expert help, I got you a $50 credit off your first fee. Go to creditrepair.com slash podcast, creditrepair.com slash podcast. Yeah. See? So I have a See? question for you, actually. The boundary. We're going to come back to Striking Vipers because I have a question about Striking that before Vipers. I forget. Which I watched, by the you way. You did? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to come back to that. <laughs> the sure. boundary so you set where you're like, okay, this is my edge. This is where I leave. Is it because you experienced something that created that for you or you just decided that you don't want to go past that? <laughs> that part. I just like waking up in my own bed. It's really, and I don't know if something happened at some point that makes me think you always have to go home, but I never stay and I just never want to. It doesn't matter how comfortable we are. You must have landed in a wet spot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> 
Yes, you do. I'm leaving. <laughs> oh my god. It's just something about me knowing that this is like a vacation, <laughs> like, and I, it just has to end. And sometimes I don't realize. Um, I think couples also teach me something like things about myself that I really enjoy too. Like when people, I bet they do. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that two people really be into like our conversation or like enthralled by the fact that they have like someone there that's not you know each other that they can like talk to about cool shit and all that stuff I think is really dope but I never want them to feel like they have that like forever because I'm not trying to really be around so I think that's why I leave to them like all right, well this was such a great time and a great safe space but you know hours up you know yeah Yeah. something like that Mm, I like that so yeah Striking Vipers did you watch Black Mirror Striking Vipers episode yes it's so funny that we keep talking about um, I still can't get over that title Right. Yeah. It's poetic. Once it hit yeah. me, like, oh, okay. I actually laughed later got at the it. fact that it got you later, too. Like, like I remember later. chuckling. I was like, I can't believe I hadn't it even seen the show. It was yeah, the first I thing. I striking right? It was the first. <laughs> and I guess it's because I'm a dude. I'm like, it's the first thing. I couldn't get away I from just, it. I just, you know. But, um. Yeah. I didn't put it together either. I don't think I actually retained the episode title. So, okay. Right, but so yes, much happened. But that visual that you just did made it clear. Thank you, Shan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Shan. I'm very good alone. communicator. Yeah. Very clear. Thank you. <laughs> I just love the conversation that it started towards you know at the end of it where you know we're talking about if it's good for now and I thought it was so funny that the wife stayed and she still you know she could take her ring off and you know do whatever she's doing. Yes. As long I love as- that ending first of right? all because to me that was the most impactful part. I thought it was going to be the typical like how could you do this? To yeah. Me? I'm Leaving, I'm, I'm taking leaving. the kids, you a homo. And then he's like, you know, ends up with no one. Right. But I love that they had a conversation about, okay, well, you can get a little of what you want, and then I can get a little of what I want. Yeah. Of course she was down because she got the good end of the deal. This nigga fucking in cyberspace. Meanwhile, she going down to the bar. Right. So when she, and furthermore, she, she went home, back she to that same bar that she went to when she saw she was looking for that nigga she that she had seen that first night. <laughs> she knew yeah. what it was. Which sidebar. I, his name is Austin, the guy who played the first guy that she saw at He's the bar. So fine. I acted in a web series called Finding Me with him mm. years ago. He's a really, really nice guy. And so I, I was so happy sure to see is. him. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy to see him um, uh, when I when he came on screen during that episode. But to me, she got the better end of the deal. She took her ass. When I tell you she was, I thought she was going to trip on herself when she was walking back in the bar. She was walking so fast. I was happy for her because she got it. But And his dumb ass just wanted to go back to that couch. And I think they was lying when they kissed in that parking lot. Really? Oh, about mm-hmm. not feeling mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? You lying. See, I don't... Okay. Th- you lying. See, so I thought it was so it was interesting. Edgy for them. <laughs> Literally. Well, I, I like Julie. It wasn't going to be a good kiss regardless. Because they'd never yeah. done it before. They it didn't have no rain, experience. It was wet. It was like rushed. They didn't want to like it. They're like, like in an alley. In an alley, yeah. Like it, it didn't look like the notebook just because it was raining. Like right. it was like, yeah. And then it was the future. So when the last time... And it happened. sounded like good times. He was talking to him like James Evans, the father on good times. He's like, come on! Come on and do it then. The nigga sounded like the father on the You know what? That's the thing, too. They didn't they like plan it? Like, let's see if we kiss and some like feel it. Like, they text each other saying, let's meet in the alley and kiss and see if we feel it. That already kills the vibe. You didn't say that. You planned it. You know, we showed up and it's a surprise kiss and it's like, you want to kiss me here? I don't want to kiss you here. Like, (laughs) right? It was so so gay. See that. But (laughs) I like, but honestly, I like the fact that, hey, you're right. The woman, she really wanted the end because she got everything she wanted. Like, everything. She kept her family, she kept her husband, and she got some new new on the side. She kept it moving. And that's why I loved it, because she wasn't victimized. She wasn't victimized. But low-key, though, 
uh, the other guy, Yaya, it almost seemed like he got the like the smallest end because he ain't had no family. So no, he right. there lonely at home waiting to get his e-dick. And I'm like, because he... His e-dick. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. I, and I like the conversation they had. And this goes back into me feeling like men don't have a lot of safe spaces to talk about their sexuality. But like men all the time pick female characters in video games. And like with the with technology <laughs> advancing with, you know, the VR and shit like that. It's like, well, when you choose these women characters, like why are you choosing them? now in the VR and it's like you're choosing because you're just used to the fucking characters but I like that they were making it important that these characters may not have been homosexual because Anthony Mackie his character always had the wandering eye it was like it's because I thought he was a creep at first when he was staring at that lady crack in the yeah. beginning I was like is he a creep Please but it was an accident no sometimes you can't help but look I like how they filmed that scene because I know he obviously we know he didn't care about seeing her but <laughs> well, that's what I think they were trying to kind of say like, like he looking at her crack and then the woman getting out the car in the other scene he was like st- wandering staring at her outside like they never show scenes of him or either one of them really think about men or like even look at objects and be like, oh, penis or like nothing like that. It was always kind of like, we know we straight dudes, but I, I, like the other guy fucked all like did e gangbangs and said none of it added up to that one time with you online in the system. Not like we did it that one time. We have to do it in real life. Like it never got to that. And I thought that was so interesting and crazy. But... Right. Cause I would have been trying to bang for real. <laughs> exactly. Like it's like, Oh, well we did this online. So we might as well, you know, rock the bed for real. But they were like, no, nah, this kiss didn't even do it for me. So just get online. <laughs> like even at the end, I was like, they really is liking this online stuff. This is kind of weird, but that's going to be something I guess people get used to in the future. Them sensations and the synapses, whatever the fuck. But that's the thing is that like, even going to that part of adding in unicorning into that spectrum, like in a, way that dude's like a unicorn in their relationship and yeah. he probably is avoiding attached because he looked like he was rich i was yep. just gonna say yeah. that by mm-hmm. his lifestyle and the girl that he picked and was having yes. dinner with that yep. was dismissive that pinball machine was cute friend was, yes. Yes. he had the sexy house yes. i was like I would, that's me right here well he got rid of that dread wig and upgraded all the way now i was like come on now but I'm everyone did get what they wanted on their terms they did. which is a really cool it was it was fascinating yeah. i thought it was like a, the, a weird episode till the end when it all came together like oh this was beautiful even the beginning that whole like they were into that voyeurism of yeah. we don't know each other like they're just introducing the idea my baby likes role play yes <laughs> like you do too apparently <laughs> I do wish they I don't know I, I get it too it's only what 30 minute episode like because I felt like they had so many layers they could have like really, we really pulled watched out it a lo- we, we saw a long it was a slow burn I thought yeah. that we actually to the point like Jared was watching it with me and he was like we get it we know where this is going yeah. Yeah, right. I knew immediately. Yeah. But I still felt like maybe it was the the point of them like kissing and being like, oh, I don't feel anything. Let's go back to the VR. I'm right. like, I don't know. Could right. have been way more layers to this, but right. that's where they wanted to take it. I still think it was a good conversation that it brought on yes. the internet because I saw people reacting, which similar to Insecure. Remember with um, Yvonne Orji's character where yep. her, the guy she was dating, she found out he messed with someone in college. A yes. man, and she was like freaking out. I love the conversations that came out. Do you know, I always ask my homegirls questions about that stuff. I'm like, would you ever date a dude if you knew he sucked a little dick or if he like showed up with a dress or some shit? Yeah, I remember like, Crystal asked those. me. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, you know, I've never been put in that position. So I don't I don't want to answer just to say like the politically correct answer. Like, yeah, 
yeah, right. I love everyone. I don't know until it happens where the guy tells me, yeah, I slept with a man in college, how I would feel. Right. But I do know at this point, it doesn't trigger me in any way. Like, I don't feel like I would be like, oh, my God, what? Right. Yes. Because I just feel like times are different. People are more open to having like, experiences and these kinds of conversations. I know it's still edgy, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm older. You know, I, I don't know. Well, it should be the opposite because you're older. You should be more like rigid in my ways. Yeah. Oh, see, for me, it's the opposite. I feel like the older I'm getting, the more I'm expanding as far same. as like what I'm. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Seriously, though. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, okay. Like, I was no, for the joke. literally and figuratively, <laughs> right? But like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm under. I, sometimes it's not so much about your personal choices and the things that you may be open to, but it's more so about a general understanding of That's other exactly ways it. of doing things, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what may have once been like jarring to even think about, you know what I'm saying? Now it's just like, oh, I get why that will work. Or why that would happen. Yeah, there have been moments that I've experienced with this person that I guess are akin to that experience. And so I I just get it. For me, the more experience I have under my belt, literally, then I get, you know, more open to certain levels of understanding. So and less judgment. Because a lot of this is like really I would probably less. say this probably <clears throat> helps so much with that. This yeah. conversations that you guys constantly have where you're forcing yourself in the essence to have these dialogues with new people about things you never thought about before and you're always looking for new material because yeah. it's definitely not normal for people to go in the direction you're going in usually it's like a hole that gets more narrow and narrow so right like that's I'm really cool. my ways yeah. yeah well i mean like mentally that, yeah. where that, that happens to us it gets harder to learn new languages as you get older mm-hmm. it gets harder to like new music as you get older like your brain it's even like generationally you have to fight to keep up with the times to try to make yourself relevant because you want to stay more with like whatever your cultural group was when you were in your teens mm. so that's really really cool and inspiring for everybody who's listening yeah, I mean, I think that's what I love about this show in general. We explore pretty edgy conversations, yeah, yeah. especially dealing within like the mental health. Like I'm see, I'm of the belief and you have the science to, you know, to tell me whether I'm wrong or not. I don't I think people, their um, attractions, a lot of it is so conditioned. Yes. So for me, I feel that you could do whatever Like in your heart of hearts, I really feel that people can kind of be fluid and play within the spectrum. But based on religion, culture, your family dynamics, your neighborhoods you grew up in, your friend group, whatever the case, you kind of get a little rigid based on like what you have to do to survive within those dynamics Mm, and have those connections, you know, and, and allow them to thrive. So the fluidity, that's why if someone were to come to me and say, like, I messed with a guy in, in college. When I think of that fluidity that I personally believe in, that's why I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. If anything, I'd be surprised that he explored it <laughs> and then is telling me right. in all honesty. That's probably the most jarring part that I would um, experience from that conversation. But I, I feel like people are down for whatever or they in their heart of hearts can be down for whatever. But mm. we also live in New York City. And the reality is that this is a far more progressive place to exist. That's true, too. And so the majority of people don't live in cities like this. The majority of people still live in the cities that they grew up in, which means that they're prone to judgment from, like, their parents, friends, and the people in the church and, like, all of that shit. Um, And so they're they're very fearful of doing things that are unorthodox or considered left of center according to whatever the moral code is where they grew up. And you can still be happy within your given moral codes. Yeah, well, I could. 
like me. Right. I had to get on down the road. <laughs> Literally. I'm telling you, I was like, you know what? This might work for y'all, yeah. but that's all. I'm out of here. So but you know people who are on my, uh, Jared went to church this weekend and mm-hmm. he used to go to like a really repressive church. Mm-hmm. And so his dad still goes. And so he went for Father's Day. And the message for whatever reason on Father's Day was, it, and this is the Christian adapted version of homosexuality, that it's okay to be gay, but you don't have to act on it. It's not okay to act on it. Oh you can be gosh. gay all you want and God will still love you, but you just can't act on it. And the guy was saying, like, I have a wife and she knows I'm gay. Like, we are aware, like, I am a gay man. Wait, the pastor was saying Yes, this? he said he's never been attracted to his wife a day in his life. Wait a minute. But what? Yeah, <laughs> isn't that fascinating? Where is this church? No, I'm never mind. Dude, we'll talk about was that. Was this on April just... 1st? What <laughs> Sunday was this? Father's Day. Baby, I what? I bet it was Father's Day. You know, one of that was a Father's Day sermon. <laughs> what a dog whistle. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anybody else okay. in the room, <laughs> daddy, 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 there will be a meeting, daddy, a support daddy. group meeting, <laughs> Friday at midnight. <laughs> Room 108. Don't mind the holes. (laughs) Don't mind the holes. (laughs) Really? Wow, what a church. (laughs) (laughs) My word. Wow, Shannon. That makes me sad. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, there's many ways to experience joy. And so (laughs) I think that if you don't have to, you don't have to max out everything in your life. Yeah. 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 I don't think like if you max out your career, maybe you max out your faith in God. Maybe you max out your body. Like not everything has to be lived to the fullest. And you can still find joy within some given societal structure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still like, how did we, yeah. how do we look, go past that? I'm, I'm coming back to that. As soon as we hit in, I'm like, okay, so what's going on? Let me ask you one last question from our listeners. So this young person says, do we really attract what we put out? Or has the current dating culture given people a pass to be assholes? I've been pursued by and have dated men that say they're not ready for a relationship. And I don't understand it. And it's left me feeling inadequate. That's your fault. I mean, there's a higher frequency of, I think, um, non-ethical daters, and it depends on their age as well, too. Like, at a certain age, we live in a society that really promotes the ideals that relationships are a waste of time, and that relationships are a distraction to school, distraction to Mm -hmm. self-betterment, and they make you make decisions that are not in your overall ultimate best self. And so, if you're in your early 20s, and I refer to them as motel daters— where it's people who are like, I'm only here for the night. Fuck it. I'm taking the towels and the, the shampoo. <laughs> oh, I don't care. Hey. Like, and it's just that almost messy transaction that goes down. And so when you're young, it's very difficult to find an ethical dater who's like, yo, even if we're not going for forever, let's both try to get to know ourselves better by being good to one another. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. That's yes. it. That's yes. literally That's it. Oh, my so, God. But you wow. just got to increase your filtration. I think like when I was like on the scene, There was this one dude, I went out with him and we had a really great night and he washed my car for me. We were on a rooftop and it was as if the moon turned or something, but all of a sudden he just got super sexual with me. Oh boy. And it was like, he was all over me and he was like coming downstairs to my apartment. I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Just kept like trying me. I washed your car. And I was like, you know what? Transactional man. I went back to my car, masturbated and then unmatched with him on the dating app. And I'm like, I know what this is. (laughs) 
I see, like, it, I was into it. He Did was you hot. wave the panties out the window as you drove no. off? Like, <laughs> wish she was going to have it, but you can't. I knew. I was like, I know what this experience is. I'm not interested in that. And so you get those warning signs, I think, as long as you're open to paying attention to those. Yeah. And you have to know when to pull out and say, ah, man, you're not in the same thing. Still cool, and it would be nice to, and good and good for now, it was still good. Mm. I still revere that as a positive experience and I actually hired that guy years later in a project that I did as an actor. Oh, shit. Um, wow, so, Shan. Right. I thought I was a forgiving soul. <laughs> I mean, That's a boss, a true city girl. Yeah, where are you, yeah. Shannon? Where are you from, Shannon? Toronto. Toronto, the okay. world champions in basketball. Hey. 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 So I would say, yeah, you just got to increase your filtration system. I'm Again, I'm not going to gaslight people and say, like, it's all you. It statistically is a really bad time for people to be making connections, but that doesn't mean it can't happen for you. Right. But what about another experience I had where I was trying to take it slow and really stay present and be like, let's just feel each other out. I'm slow. I'm not the person that hits the other person to ask, like, what are we doing? What are we? I'd rather it just build to what it needs to build. Yes. I'm also a Taurus. I'm slow moving. But this person was the one that insisted. Mm-hmm. And, at, you know, they weren't too pushy about it, but I did see that it was important to them. And I kept that in mind, wanted to be mindful of that. Eventually, I was like, you know what? Things were going well. So I gave in and they were the ones that were bringing up the exclusivity and really being clear about boundaries, what they wanted and they didn't want. But then turned out to not be that person at all. Mm -hmm. And so filtration is a little bit hard when people put on this persona, you know, like maybe ideally that is what he wanted. I don't know. But he... My question is, how do you navigate filtration when people, for the most part, aren't even really stepping into these dating dynamics the way that they want to truly be in? Like, why didn't he mm. just tell me yes. straight up, I let's be open, but I want you in my life? It's difficult, though, because it's like I'd have to like it's just so many people say that and then they mention a conversation that actually was truly revealing and or I mean, not in this case with you, but it could be that. The person said, hey, let's take things slower. And then maybe you said, "Okay, cool. Like, let's see other people still. And that's a fear of theirs because they really value you. And so Mm. they make a commitment that they aren't ready to make because they don't want you to make a move Mm. that they don't that they're not comfortable with. Right. So it becomes twofold where now they're so I just think I know people to be a lot more honest. People give them credit for. Mm. I think a lot of people actually say what it is in the beginning and they might start to skew their answer as they can see what works for you. When they can start to see the light bulbs go off in your head when you you say certain things, then they start to like try to position themselves in such a way. But I I honestly think that we, we kind of know in the heart of our hearts. Um, Some people are masterful deceit, deceiver. When I tell you masterful and I'm someone that I pride myself on giving people room to be like, I like you to come into my space as you are. So that I don't start telling stories and creating Mm -hmm. like narratives of who you are and what this is going to be like too quick. So I pride myself on that. So it really kind of caught me off guard because in a way it was like you didn't even have to do that. Like you literally created your own jail. Like, a, you know, like he did that to himself. He's the one that said relationship boundaries. I never brought up that conversation. Yeah, there's a really great book that I love. It's called like Dark Psychology, like Mind Manipulation. I think everyone should read that as like a precursor into dating, just so mm. you see what the warning signs are of love flooding, which it sounds like he was a love flutter. Um, oh, yeah. And so learning those off the top, just so you can be aware of them. I mean, R. Kelly has been doing this shit for 25 years for a reason. Like there's a formula that he did that worked consistently on different partners and he was able to make people feel always like it was their idea. So mm. I think that those people exist, but... 
you just have to get really good at, at knocking them out because you just I would love I would prefer to live in a world where I know I have some semblance of control than to say that people are just going to be trick you know masterful at trickery right so always put yourself in a position of empowerment to say what could I have done better? What were the warning signs? What, where was I at mentally? Because sometimes too, we have so many problems in our life and then we get somebody who seems to be a solution. And then psychologically we become hinged on them without really assessing like, okay, is this a true healthy, intimate bond? So there's all types of things to think about before you get to the place where it's like everyone's a liar and shitty <laughs> and nobody can satisfy me in the end. Men Man. ain't shit. And speaking Man of empowerment shit. and feeling empowered, like there's something very empowering about just being honest from the gate. Right. And I think that that's that I know speaking for myself, that's a lesson that I had to learn through experience. You know, and you I could tell me too. all day long that. Um, you know, it's best to go into a relationship or go into a new um, introduction with someone in that, that way, in that capacity, being honest about everything. But it's something that you only learn by watching how other people's relationships turn out, watching how situations have gone down with you personally. And you learn that there's something freeing about literally coming into someone's life fully transparent about who you are, where you are, yes. all of those things, right? And when you don't have to lie about anything, and this is a lesson that I only know through like being honest about even my sexuality with people, right? When you are free of that burden of having to like keep something a secret, that's when you can really perform and like function at your highest level. So when you apply that to dating, that's where the real nugget is. I but, think people too, mm -hmm. like we all need drama. So beware of people who don't well, have an Shane. exciting job, who don't oh, yeah. have like oh, okay. some healthy level <laughs> yeah. of stress in their life. Yeah. And so they might look to create that oh, wow. level of dramatics Damn. in their love life. And so when I meet wow. some people who, you know, have a monotonous nine to five job or work in a factory and like they have this or uh, tumultuous love life in many ways, I'm like, like I have an abusive relationship with my career. Like that's already on check. Ooh, it's it's like, you know what I mean? It's an inconsistent lover. Like it's mm -hmm. just shows up when it wants to. Like it leaves me on read receipts at all times. So fucks I you already good. have yeah. that. You know what I mean? Right. Fucks you good and don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't seek that out in my romantic life. But some people, they don't have that in the other way around. So I just mm. would be like mindful of those. It's just all, I mean, looking back, what was the thing that you're like, I didn't, I missed that red flag. Mm. With that partner? Yeah. Man. I can't call it. That's what threw me off because it was like, damn. And you know who this person is. He's awesome. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, we're friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We still talk because we realize, like, we're awesome as long as romance isn't involved. And he's great. We've, like, worked it out. Even when I found out things that he was doing, I remember he he thought I was a psychopath, a sociopath, because I was like, let's sit. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I thought you were going to stab me. <laughs> he said I was so calm that it like really made him nervous. So he said he was like kind of bracing himself to get up and run out the apartment because I was like, let's talk about this. Like, why are you bringing this energy into this relationship when I literally gave you the floor? Like, yes. why is this what you're choosing to come into this with when I am not giving you any of that? Like, there's and you didn't see signs of that in any other other relationship styles or any of no, other dynamics. Not at all. That's what I'm saying. It just made no sense. He's just masterful. He was really good at doing it for so long. And then when he met me, I think that's where it kind of hit the wall. Like, OK, I got to cut this shit out. And he said, you know, after me, I, I clearly had to be the guinea pig again, because <laughs> after me, 
now he steps into his relationships and kind of lets them know, like, okay. Because I'm not, he's not going to repeat that shit. Mm. You know what I mean? And so See, he that's the shit them, that would piss me off right there. Don't be having no better life because of the shit that I taught you. But it's fine. I mean, you know, that's what it is. Like, I know I've fail. gotten better. <laughs> so he's like a pre-version of you almost. Oh, well. <clears throat> right? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. He's a less evolved version where yeah. you can't recognize the language of like, I want to be prioritized. I want to be first. I want to feel special. But I want that with several people. Right. Because that makes me feel celebrated and loved. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, he just felt like he had to tell that same lie narrative to each person. Right. And now he is so much That's healthier. You need a full-ass episode on that. I think it's so fascinating. I could have like listened to that like for an hour. Thank I you, Shannon. <laughs> so many questions. Your face is so cute. Thank you, Shannon. You know when the experts tell you you're on to something, yeah. you're on to something. You know what I'm saying? Then the last thing, because you kind of set it up perfectly when you were talking about people who have pretty monotonous lives and then tumultuous relationships. I did see a conversation on Twitter that was happening today. I think it was Esther Perel. Love Someone her. loved her yes. so much. She was recently on Death Sex. What is it? Death, Death Sex and Love Money, Box. the podcast. Oh, podcast. No, not the show. The show. Sorry, uh, definitely check her out. She's like She's also magic. on Red Table Talk recently, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so she's having a little promo right. tour. Yeah, Go on ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but they were discussing that you can't have... And I'm not saying that this is what she said, but they were bringing in um, theories from her book to kind of like back there thoughts but they were saying that you can't have uh passion and stability in a relationship mm. that it's usually either or mm -hmm. and if you're gonna go into the passion just know that it tends to be fleeting you know it's not something that can think about it a fire can it burn forever like that's what makes it exciting whereas stability you might not get the passion but at least you know that that is like your foundation so See, do you but... agree with that I'm Can sorry. you not have both? No. Clap it, clap it up. I, to me, it. passion is the root of it all. What's the point? Stability. I guess for some people, maybe that does just work. But to me, you will always long for some sort of spark, some sort of excitement, some sort of feeling that makes you come alive. Like the the monotonous nature of just, I guess, stability. Like we both have jobs. We were able to purchase a home together. We good. You know, this thing is going to stay afloat forever. Maybe that is enough for some people, but I crave the spark. Spoken like a true, casual, non-committed yeah. dater. Thank you. I try to right? keep it real. But what happens <laughs> but when you crave both? That's what I mean. Like you're the dentist telling everyone that the dentistry is the best field ever. It's not the best for everybody. For some yeah. people, the stability really is what they crave. And Honestly, I feel like my relationship is a hack for that because there is still this notion that there's this lack of, I don't know what this person's going to do. I don't have control over them. And so that excitement that my partner is still separate from me and can possibly, and I can possibly, I think still creates that passion and creates mm. that separation. And so what she was really saying is like Esther's whole thing is like, you can't, I mean, love creates, um, love creates craves comfort but like lust uh, craves distance and so mm -hmm. and the unknown and so that she has all these dichotomies and she was saying back in the day we used to live in these really complex societies where you didn't spend so much time at home with one partner and we didn't expect our long-term partners to be our be-all and end-all people still had side pieces they still had <laughs> friend groups like they still had social outings they were probably still living with family and so we had so many outlets for intimate connections and now we're becoming so much more isolated and asking more of our partners mm. where it's difficult to do that because the closer you are to somebody, the harder it is to create that space where desire can exist. So you got to find a way to hack the system, I think, in your own way. I found that uh, for me, 
I think it's up to everyone to find out what works for them. But also for some people, passion is a priority. Other people, stability is a priority. And so what's important to you? And if it's a mix of both, maybe you got to find both. That's why you got to be in the monogamish, the open-ish. And that's the hack that you're saying you guys found where you were saying you could talk on the phone with someone that stimulates you because it's like, okay, okay. Yeah. And then I come back and I feel like, oh, like this is like, there's this secret between me and my partner now or something I want to share with them. Or like Mm. maybe that when I was away, like, you know, like I always ask, oh, did you watch porn? And I love to see what porn he watched. I'm like, oh, you got off to this person. Like there's just little things I like to to do to know that like I always, if he goes to a club, like Who'd you flirt with? Who like who tried to flirt with you? I love that shit. Oh my so. god! Me too. So I can beat their ass when yeah. I see them <laughs> <laughs> on sight. <laughs> but have you found, especially the fact that we're hyper visible? I always mm. imagine like my partner flirting with someone, and then the girl like DMing me we like, "I love you, friend. I just have to let you know that like I saw your boyfriend, and it was at the club." Because obviously, the dynamics that you have with your partner are not for public consumption. Right. It's not like I'm you talk about it because yes. it's part of your career, but I don't know that I would be online being like, so me and my partner in an open relationship. Right. So how would we work through the social media aspect of the fact that we are hyper visible with brands and are probably going to have fans that bump into our partners potentially and, and maybe one of their Well, you got to ask Will and Jada because they've done it successfully for years, <laughs> right? And there's only been mm. rumors about it. Right, they, right, They right. stick with people who are in their community, who are, mm. who are in the know, like who there's a network of trust with them. And so you're not going to be the person at the club probably. You're not going to be so that So maybe person. that'll be the boundary that'll yeah, have to be Yeah, they'll just be the, just a certain tier of person. It's those who know, know. Those who don't, don't. That is so sexy. Mm. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Absolutely. That's like that movie with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. What's the, you know where they have the masks and it's like the secret society, the sex society. Oh my God, you don't know. Yes, about? eyes wide shut. Eyes wide. Eyes yes. wide shut. Which That's I want to say, I don't know Will and Jada's relationship. You know, right, confirmed. No, no, no. Allegedly. I would, Allegedly. But I also hope. I think that that would be really cool if it was like that. Me too, because I ain't even, well, let me be quiet. I'm telling too much of my business. <laughs> <laughs> wish, wish. <okay. laughs> I'm going to change my name to Asante. Okay, when I get over to the Smiths. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. What's, how do people work through the emotions that come up? Like, the, like I was saying how I love the fact that it's challenging what advice do you have for people when they feel those emotions bubbling up of like inadequacy, like the young lady said? How do you work through that? What's your advice within a relationship dynamic? Pepto Bismol. I feel like you gotta kind of love it. You know what I mean? Like I think that you have to your humanness, right? Yeah, you have to love your humanness. Like I love listening to teenage girls talk about their crushes, and they're mm-hmm. like, "I haven't eaten in weeks. I write all these weird short stories about him. <laughs> I write these poems." And you're like, "I remember that. Mm-hmm. Like that's right. so cool. Like even when you're watching someone go through heartbreak, you're like you'll be fine. Like I know what's going to happen to you. You'll be okay. And it's just enjoy that the humanity of it. Enjoy getting to know yourself in a different way, and enjoy the conversation that it prompts. And if you don't, that's what tradition is for, right? That's what structured boundaries are for, so that you can be where stability was really important to you. So know yourself. Like, yeah. I know I love that shit. You love it. So that's an area that we may be comfortable playing in. But for somebody else, like, 
don't for the quiz, for example, there was like thirty thousand people who took it, and majority thirty thousand. Yeah. Go on, Shambooty. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over forty percent were modern monogamous. Wow, so really? It can sound like because there's four of us here at the table with all very like open perspectives. Yeah, the vast majority of people still just want what they've seen on TV. Yeah, and so if that's what you want, find someone else like that. Wow, forty mm-hmm. percent of thirty thousand people. Wow. Hey. Who knew? I would have yeah. thought. Squat up. But nah, see, we didn't have your category before. And I'm, now... ha- I'm half. Hey. <laughs> okay. And your book. Let's go back yes, to that. Uh... How will your book help this conversation, honestly? Like, what do you think people are going to get from this book? I would say in simple terms, it sets you up for success. Just like in the same way that you went through X amount of years of school, trial and error, getting to know yourself, finding your niche. And then school is a process of elimination of finding where you are, where your skill set is best celebrated. And I think I'm giving people the opportunity with this book to go through a similar step by step process to figure out, okay, where is my best? Who is my best? Who am I? Who's my best self? Who does that person need to be with? What do I got to do to attract that kind of person? Um, And how do I have fun in the process of finding and narrowing down who my person is within this chosen group? So I think it's setting people up for success to enjoy dating, to be in the driver's seat and to feel fucking desired while they do it. I don't know what the result will be for you. Um, With the six women that I worked with, there was a variety of results. Some people ended up in relationships. Some people ended up in their first queer experience, which for them, that was a really mm. scary territory they'd never mm. embarked on. It must have been Saturday night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a slow process because this person also struggled with a lot of uh, mental issues. And mm. So that was another hurdle to overcome. Mm. And somebody had set an intention in the beginning of like an ideal crush, like a archetype. You know how we all have like our Michael B. Jordans. Mm. And in the end. She got an opportunity with that person and got to really like experience that. And nice. I was like, so there was a variety of different ways this can go. There's not a one size fits all, but it's just a matter of like, hey, like this is an area that you can actually have control over. If you told me like I want to get good at cooking, we could do something about that. Mm. And if you tell someone I want to get good at dating, it's not a matter of just be yourself. Like there is something else you can do and you can have a lot of fun doing that. I love that. Thank I love you. too what you're saying about her ending up with like in a queer experience because I think too for me it's been not trying to control what this person is supposed to be or look like or <gasps> what they do. Are you dating somebody in the queer community? I'm not dating anybody. Oh, what I'm wow. saying, I'm just not. I've I'm not limiting myself in any way. I just want to feel. <laughs> Like energetically, I can if hear the connection all of the studs braiding up there. Oh, they've already been they've already been hitting me. <laughs> no, but I just I feel <laughs> But I've said this on the show before. <laughs> We're not taping today. <laughs> what I'm saying I look at Shannon. I cannot. How did you on the spot think of I can hear all the studs? <laughs> I'm gonna give me some hate for a hair. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but I've said this before. This isn't new. That I'm just interested in whoever feels good. Yeah. And I need to stop trying to control what that looks like, what that, you know, appears to be. Because also, mm-hmm. we have to consider our patterns. Mm-hmm. And I know that my patterns, if I look back, like there were patterns that I followed, and I don't want to. Well, you have to break them at yeah. some point if I want to experience something different. 
So I think that's going to be the exciting part of jumping back in. Speaking of jumping, she has brothers to everybody that's listening. So before you step up to the plate, just you know you so will get funny. your ass whipped okay. around here. We're talking about your filtration system. That's right. Just <laughs> FYMFI, just so y'all know, don't do it wrong. Have you, ever, have you ever loved somebody that Fran loved? No. Like love them But I always, oh, well, yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have Absolutely. Mm. I'm happy as long as she's happy, but I haven't. I'm just really excited about what's next because I feel like her next, if there is a next move to be made, it'll be an experience that, you know, I'll be excited to witness and to always be on her shoulder, over her (laughs) shoulder in her ear because I'm never moving from that perch. You are so So, funny. I'm excited to just be more present more conscious like everything I've learned like I think that's what you were tying into what you were just saying the relationships teach you so much like Mm -hmm. even if it didn't work out or it was hell or whatever we dealt with it was like I it added to my artillery Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways upgraded my software my -hmm. spaceship is like okay on to the next chapter you know the next iteration of Fran and to me that's exciting so that's why I'm friends with him because while I was angry I was also thankful and I yes. can be both because I like this version of friend and I think I'm gonna move forward with such like I'm so excited to step forward with what I learned from being with him so how could I hate him in a I lot of receive ways that intention but I always say that like there's two kinds of lessons in life there's mm-hmm. lessons that we had to learn through experience because it informed us about a part of ourselves that we wouldn't have known elsewise right and there's lessons that like I could have guessed I wouldn't have liked that Right, like I right, could have right. told mm. myself before that, like, you probably wouldn't have, like, gotten spat on. Not the vibe. <laughs> like, probably wouldn't like getting chlamydia. Like, not a... Like, so no, I, well, not like that. That's... To, I mean, like, whenever someone says, like, I don't regret any relationship. When I hear people say, like, we are still friends. We yeah. Up, I wish them the best. Like, you know, in Diddy and Cassie, where he put a post up mm-hmm. of her and her new man. It was yeah. like, I'm really happy for you. Like, those are the relationships that you're like, yes, I don't regret because I had an incredible time with a great person who was, you know, right in many ways, just not right for me. Right, right. yeah. But the ones that you're like going through hell, losing yourself, losing your sanity, only to crawl back to a former version of yourself to try to start back over again. It just regret those. Sense, yeah. Look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> regret those so ones. Hateful. <laughs> yeah. No, it just don't, don't make sense. sense. Well, that's yeah. the thing. You you guys know pretty much all my exes. They're mm-hmm. all awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I picked Great men. It's just That's that it's so cool. They, I love them all. Definitely I'm proud reflections of them. on you. But, They're such you know, reflections. They didn't end up with her, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, I look back like if they were all to walk into this room, I'd be proud. Yeah, oh, I'd be wow. proud. Yeah, I'd be proud of you like win what the they game say. of desire, friend. <laughs> for real, you win because it says a lot. And I'm excited for them. Excited for me. And so that's why I'm like, it's all good. Like I'm friends with most of them. They can walk in one by one, and you just go. I did that. Yes. Yeah, that's a good feeling. That's a really good feeling. And they're all fine and shit too. But that's another conversation. I want to see you Hallway Bay. Too. I want to see Jim Bay. Oh my god, Rain I know. Bay. But are you guys? You guys are dating ish right now. <laughs> they both. Uh, is you away. dating Asante? <laughs> huh? Is you dating? I'm I'll... single. That's... I'm ready to mingle. I'm single. Are you ready to mingle? <laughs> are you where friends at? Where you're like. Let's do it. Let's get Let's it. See where it, where it I've goes. always passively dated. I've it's been hard for me to actually be like, you know what? Yeah, like I've liked people. There've been it's been less people that I pursued as of late, but there've been people that I thought were cool, but nobody have been like, we need to be together. I've been hurt a lot in the past, so I'm kind of mm-hmm. like not really doing that right now. 
That's why the couples is like great. So yeah, I am dating couples. I yes. love that. That's so cool. Question. I'm going to continue down that path. Mm. Me and guys, if somebody shows three up. three for three. What you mean? You said three relationships you've oh, yeah. experienced. Yes. All positive. And, and look, if they all three walked in the room right now, if all three of them You'd couples, I actually would be proud. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, it starts when you're looking at the man and you're like, damn, he fine as hell. And then <laughs> yes. you see the girl too, it's like, oh, that's why, you know, they together. But then you don't think you got a chance. But then they're like, oh my God. And there's the energy exchange. Yeah, I'm three for three. Yeah, that's you're so right. Cool. Thank you so much. Dustin. <laughs> I'm happy for him too. <laughs> Dating? Um, in the literal sense of the word, yes. <laughs> I love going on dates. It's one of my favorite things to do, Shannon. Oh, agreed. Yes. I love dating. So, yeah, I'm always down to go on a date. <laughs> dates are it's awkward. A, look, it's a Friday and a Saturday every weekend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, hey. Dates are so awkward. It's like, I don't know. I find them a little Friend, bit Friend, you don't be having yeah, fun, though. Like, right now. You look nice. <laughs> they look nice. They cheesy. I don't know. I wish there was a different way to you go about it. You finally get that time with the cute person that you've been, like, wondering, having so many curiosities about. But, you know, I've also never been a big dater. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there are certain people that they go on dates regularly. They meet, like, all these people. Anytime I've gone on a date, every single time, that's turned into a you know, long-term relationship. But you're a professional. Like, you have so many strangers come and sit beside you that you have to create this bond with in two hours. And so True. this is a date. He, I mean, we know each other before. Right. So our love is real. Yeah. This is a slow burn chemistry. <laughs> but you do this all the time. Like, right. you have so much more experience than the average person. That's true too. True. So yeah. the bar's a little bit higher. <laughs> That's true. As far as the as far as you being excited by the communication with a person. Right. I guess I just yeah. don't yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. And also the people I choose, I tend to like know already in some capacity. You know, I've never like blindly had dinner with someone where we're starting from scratch, where mm. I'm like asking who you are and what you do. I've never but done hallway that. dude would, would be like that. He would be, yeah. Yeah, because you is, avoided the opportunity to which organically is why do that. I dodged him when <laughs> yeah. I saw him on the train. I was like, oh no. I don't want to know what you do. Yet. I don't want to know your favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> but Shannon, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Such a Booty. Such a pleasure. This is so great. Do you guys have Thank anything you so else much, you want to ask before we get out of here? Are you coming back before your book is released? I mean, I would I would love to be back. I honestly would just stay here. I feel Please. really good about this. I feel good about this. This is dynamic. an amazing yes. episode. I feel yes. really, really happy together. It hasn't even dropped, and this is probably one of my top. We work. Oh, shit. We all work together. Yeah, this does. Because you saw the flow. It was just like bang, 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 bang. I love when I that I learned happens. a lot. I learned a lot. So thank you very much. Thank you. you Can I just do a final plug and say, oh, absolutely. please Go to, talk to our listeners. Yeah. Thegameofdesire.com slash let's go. And if you fill out the form there, there is actually a place for a promo code. And if you mm. put in zone, let's say zone. If you buy or pre-order a book, I will get you a second one on top of that. Man. For my pre-order fam, because it's such a beautiful gift to pre-order a book from somebody. It's such a, I never, ever like neglect to recognize how cool that is for someone to say yes. And I'll see you in a month. Right. That's really cool. So thank you. July 23rd. Yes. July 23rd, Game of Desire. Oh my God. How do you feel, first of all? I feel great. I mean, it's, it's. What we do, right? Right. It's an abusive yeah. relationship, but we stay in it. We stay in it. Was the process brutal? The process was brutal, but in the most like loving, it was a great, healthy relationship. I learned a lot about myself. Again, shout out to Deshaun, who taught me a lot about myself. The experience, the women in the group is who I'm most excited for people to meet. Like those to me, like they're the miracles of the book. Like all the information is fun, but they are the part that you're going to remember forever. 
And how'd you come up with this idea for the book? You know what? Actually, like short story for this, it was like um, I was at Penn Station mm -hmm. and I was just people watching because it's the most miserable experience to be at Penn Station <laughs> mm -hmm. at rush hour. Sure mm -hmm. And you're watching people who understand human connection, those who don't. And you're just watching the subtle things that someone does to make people drawn to them, to make the eye drawn to them. People who just make life hard for themselves. Yeah. And wow, I was like, shame. people don't learn this shit anywhere. <laughs> and uh, that was like the spawning of the idea. That's so beautiful. That's I can't wait to read it. I want to know what happened wait. to all six of the women. Yes. Like I'm already, you know, I've already bought into the story. I'm telling I want you, to I know. read the first 15 pages and was glued. So... This book is great. Shannon, you're brilliant. Yes, oh, no, you are. thank you. We're brilliant together. <laughs> thank you. This was fun. They love you. I, anytime uh, I talk to people about us being friends, they're always like, of course you guys are friends. Yes. She's so awesome. And you're and the way you break down information so that we can absorb it with ease, like you're gifted. Thankful that you would come on the show. Good luck with your book, Shane. Thank yes, you. best of luck We're with that. It's so be a excited success. for you yep. and where you, this Shane. is going to go and the, the book tour. This is a really long outro, guys. We just keep on affirming <laughs> each other. We don't want you to go, <laughs> Shannon. Damn. It's the love. <laughs> and let's clap for the book tour that's going to happen, too. Yeah. Yeah. Universe. Game of Desire, Shannon Boudrum. Good night, guys. We love you so much. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Well, bye. <laughs> you want to say it? Oh, stay black and protect your magic. <laughs> Bye. MAC Powder Kiss Lipstick is matte reinvented. The new matte formula is where matte meets moisture, giving you the zero shine look of a matte lipstick with the instant long-term hydration and a weightless cushiony texture. The velvety soft matte colors glide on effortlessly with a wide range of shades for wide lips that are sure to complement any skin tone. Head to your nearest MAC location to meet your matte today or shop at MacCosmetics.com. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall -wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.